This is a Props.com production. The Bostonian is Matt Perrault. This is our f- city. The book is Dave Sherapan. Pay him. Pay that man his money. Together, they are the Bostonian versus the book. You covered! You covered 12! I covered! Follow the show on Twitter at Boston versus the book. How do you like them, Matt? Bringing you the best insight on sports betting news, Matt and Dave's daily picks, and an entertaining and unfiltered dive into the sports betting industry. Here's Dave Sherapan and Matt Peralt. And here we go. Hi, boys and girls. Welcome into another episode of the Bostonian versus the book. It feels like a Friday, Thursday. I don't know. I'm all out of sorts today. I got up late today, Dave. All crazy. I'm late. Not you, me. I'm why this show started late today. Today feels like a different type of day for me. But Sports Grid Replay, how are you? YouTube and Twitter live. He's Dave Sherp in the book. I'm Matt Peralta, the Bostonian <laughs> at Boston versus the book on Twitter to follow us. It's where you can watch the show as well. Happy Tuesday, Dave. How are you? I'm I'm great. Is it every, everything's okay? It's all right. Like, but see, my daughter is now doing choir at the school. Early start. Well, she has to go there at seven. We have to leave at seven fifteen in the morning. Right. My alarm clock every day is set for seven a.m. Right. So I just forgot to change the alarm this morning. So we got up at 7 a.m., meaning I had 15 minutes to get her ready and get her lunch made and get her out the door. <laughs> How'd that work out? It worked out well. We got there at 7. Uh, we were one minute off. So normally we're there at 7, uh, 7, uh, 7.20. We're there at 7.21. So we're all good. But okay. it set the day off to kind of like one of those panic modes of like, oh, no. <laughs> And you've been chasing it since pretty much 100% (laughs) everything I had scheduled and structured to do. I was going to go for a run this morning, that out the window, couldn't do that. Everything got completely messed up. So yeah, we're here though. We're on time. Kind of Uh, chat was, the chat was waiting for, for, for us to be on time today. And I mean, I saw the the boys there, they're ready to say, you know, did Dave do it? Is he drowning in the ocean of estrogen? Is it this? Is it that? Wasn't me. No, was, today was me. I, I'll, I, I'm good for once a month where it's on me, where the, this is just a day that <laughs> once a month, month, once a month, I'm late. And I'm like, damn it. I'm like, I got up and I was like, gosh, Madeline was like, it's Tuesday, dad. I'm like, oh no, <laughs> it was like inquire day. <laughs> Shoot. Okay. Let's roll. Come on now. And she like, look, she was in a good mood today. So normally when she's tired, <sighs> it's a lot more difficult, but she got up, she went to bed, got a good time last night. So she was rested and she was ready to go. So she was helpful this morning versus a being- good night sleep is always important for both us as adults and, and the kids it's just as important if not more i for woke them. up i woke up to trucks outside today they're repaving or slurrying or something the street already here. what does that mean what is slurring this black stuff down so you can't drive i got parked a block away oh there's no parking no using your street no nothing I got told about this last night and said, if you want to use your car, don't park it in the driveway. So park your car in the driveway every day or in front. Not tomorrow. They'll be here at 6 a.m. redoing the street. And I said, all right. So you had to get up and get the cars moved. And all the angry people in the morning. It's like, goodness gracious, what time are we getting up in the morning? What time? 6 a.m. They started sweeping and cleaning so they can lay this stuff down. And it's going to be like a new street by five o'clock today. Well, you know who needs a new paving or a new uh, 
over the top. It's working this thing. Perfect. What is up with MetLife Stadium? Another catastrophic injury to a player. And last night on Twitter, you saw numerous either former or current NFL players talk about what it is to play on that surface. And Sterling Shepard's out for the year. Torres ACL. Interception ends the game last night. Daniel Jones expecting him to come over the middle. Pulls up. Tore his ACL, couldn't walk off of it, carted off the field. I mean, what is going on with this? I mean, I mean, you're outdoors. Shouldn't they have grass? It's a big question, right? Because if the grass ends up bad, they can come at you for that. It's been a case. It was a case in Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh. for a long yeah. time, right? It, it, was, it was one of the worst field surfaces, but it was soft. It's this hard surface that literally there's no give and the wrong shoes or whatever. And boom, it snaps legs. It snaps ankles. It's terribly, I think, yes, it's terribly dangerous. Don't tell me you're like a turf guy too, because you're a counselor, like a lawyer. You're a doctor. You've given it. Well, have you played on field turf? It's the I played on it as a kid. No, the new stuff. No, I played on the cement back in Pittsburgh. It still still feels like cement, but the balls that they create now, the stuff that it's rubber. rubber, Yeah, it's rubberized. There's give, but it still isn't the same. It's sticky. Your knee is not. If your ankle stays forward and your knee moves over, that's what tears the ACL. And that's what. That's what happened to Sterling Shepard. You, you stick your foot in the ground and the ground doesn't give when your leg would slide and give you know some support to your knee. You end up snapping your ACL and it looks relatively mundane, but it's a catastrophic injury that causes a player to miss. I mean, he's going to be out six to nine months. Yeah, it's horrible. And I mean, we play on turf now. Kylie at school plays on turf um, down at CSN. And yep. we live in a place where it's sunny 335 days a year. So the debate becomes, why do you have turf in a place where it's outside and it don't rain? Well, the grass won't grow. Maintaining the grass is probably more cost 100%. prohibitive. Than but not in New York, though, or New Jersey. Is it? No, not. In, it's all about. It's use. just as hard to maintain grass. Think about like it's my usage. dad. Was it's like usage. a lawn doctor. Oh wow! Of his front yard. Oh, he he learned from a kid who grew up in a city that lived in an apartment building, like a what would be called a brownstone and stuff. Now, when he got his house, his yard, I used to tease him. He treated it like it was Camden Yards. I mean, it was had to be perfect. Cut it sideways, stripes. Wow! Put a lot of work into it with the four seasons and a rough winters. It's not so easy to just lay down grass in New York and play football on it. No. But to me, it's what you mentioned with Pittsburgh. The reason why they have to have turf there is because they have two NFL teams that play there and they have multiple other things that happen at that stadium consistently. That if you had turf, or sorry, you've had grass, you would be able, you would have problems. It would would be shit by October. Right. Because there's a game there every single week. Right. If the Jets aren't there, the Giants are there. Right. Sometimes they play Sunday, Monday. Sometimes it's crazy. Right. So it's about the usage and it's about the fact that they cannot keep the grass up to up to par as what you would expect because the usage is so high of that stadium. So it, 
there's no easy solution to it. They built it as a multi-purpose stadium with two NFL teams to work, practice, play there. But boy, I mean, another injury, another big problem. And it's weird. It's not so much like the rival, the visiting teams as much. It's the home teams that are having these injuries happen right. consistently. They play there the most and they're the ones who are getting hurt consistently and losing players for a long period was of that time. Where, was that where Saquon hurt his knee? I think so. Yeah. Cause I, I'm trying to remember that's not it. Um, because Zach, cause did Zach Wilson hurt his knee there too? When Zach Wilson got hurt, was he on the road or was he at home when he did that? When he, when he did that for the jets, I can't remember. I think he was on the road, but, and I think Saquon was at home, but we've seen, I mean, I was just watching on Twitter, a lot of former players saying, you know, tweeting, that stadium, that turf is death. That turf is dangerous. That turf is irresponsible. Like it's a, it's known inside the NFL from a player perspective that MetLife Stadium's turf is a problem that needs to be fixed and needs to be addressed at some point. It's, I mean, it's very hard. It's an easy out to blame it. Okay. It's just keeps happening. So it's more than coincidence. The stuff is nasty. Like playing football, like playing softball on it's one thing. And those little rubber things. Yeah. They, they get in your shoes. Everywhere. Football yeah. too. Mm -hmm. But in football, they get in your eyes. You're on the ground every play. Like when you're getting tackled or making a tackle or something. And the stuff, it just, it's not, I, it's not normal. It's not. And you I mean, you have to have it indoors because you, you can't. Can you do the things like Arizona's doing with the growing the grass and bringing That's it in or doing do it here. here? That's what we do here. Yeah. I Allegiant know. It, but you're building. Is that better? I think so. Yeah. You're building the stadium with that in mind. I mean, you're building the tray in and out. So you know that you're sliding it out. You're growing the grass. You're sliding it back. I mean, it's part of the actual growth of the stadium. It's I mean, very expensive. That it's very, very expensive. But these stadiums are very expensive. So the players are very expensive too. Shouldn't you be trying to take care of the field so your player doesn't get hurt? You couldn't and do it now, at MetLife. I mean, I don't think it mattered at MetLife because the, the, why they do it in Vegas and in Arizona, it's because it's an outdoor growth process tray sliding indoors for an indoor game. Right. And so that's why they're able to go back and forth because if it, you know, if it rains a lot, they'll slide the turf in to keep it dry. They'll slide it back out when they want to grow it. Like you can, you can manage the weather a lot easier here and in Arizona because you have the dome. So you pick and choose when you want the grass to be out and, or, I mean, the difference between our stadium with Allegiant and state farm in Arizona is that they have the tray that slides in and out, but they don't have turf underneath. We have turf underneath for UNLV. So the grass is for the NFL only turf is for everything else. Oh, so the bowl game gets played on turf. The UNLV games oh. get played on turf. So yeah. So UNLV does not play on grass. They don't play the PAC 12 championship on the grass. They might, depending on what the Raiders are doing. If the Raiders are in the playoffs, no, they will not. But if the Raiders are not using it again anymore, they will do it. And they'll use the grass for the Pac-12 championship. I swear. Yeah. I thought that was on grass last it year. It could be, but the Raiders, I mean, the Raiders weren't having, uh, they the Raiders were on the road in the playoffs, so they could You're do right, it. yeah. So, so the, as That's long as right. the Raiders aren't in need, and they could probably you know put it into the contract saying, hey, we're going to play on turf, not or on grass, not on your turf. 
because the Pac-12 championship game is a big enough game that you could do that. But UNLV, when they play at home coming up here Friday night, that's turf. That's not grass. They play, field, they play on field turf. So that say, at State Farm in Arizona, they don't have both. They just have grass in and out. Right. We right. have both. We have in and out, and we have we, we have two different surfaces to play on because UNLV, the Raiders were very adamant that, look, if we're going to split time with UNLV, we don't want to have happen what's going on with Pitt and the Steelers where the field gets churned up on a Saturday and then we play on Sunday. It's, yeah, it gets beat up. I mean, it's, yeah. it, that was always the case. That was what was always a topic of discussion when I was still, you know, able to go and cover the team. It was before Heinz Field. So, I mean, I was going to Three River Stadium and like looking at this stuff going, this is, this is cement. I, what's worse to play on, bad turf or bad grass? Bad turf, personally. Bad grass is no bargain, man. I played. I played turf. I played turf for. Did you play uh, soccer on turf? Yes. Yeah. Did you yeah. slide on that indoors? Yeah. I mean, we. Yeah. I mean, you would. I. I played high level competitive indoor Shit soccer my entire life. Burns, don't it? It. it it's bad. It's bad. Bad. Oh, <laughs> I mean, I hate it, it. It hurts a lot. It stings way worse than like a, a raspberry does on grass because it's plastic and it gets inside the wound and it's yeah it hurt. It hurt a I lot. Just <laughs> even just hearing that, I don't. Want I played football on turf. I played ba- I played soccer on turf. I played baseball on turf. I was faster on turf. hundred. Everybody is. Yeah, everybody. Oh, yeah. Is. But I, the ball moves faster on turf. That's the problem. Right. I mean, in baseball, they say, well, the hops are more true. Yeah, but the ball also comes off the bat way faster on turf. Way quicker. Like it's when we, scary when we hit infield outfield. It's I literally have the kids like over hit them infield outfield because it's true but it's on you so quick and then you got to practice with the outfielders every time we would go and play somewhere differently the ball bounces so much like it's everything's yeah. livelier there's so right. much and Spring. so it goes ding you know so they come in and field a one hop single and they get too close and it goes over their over. head and they yeah. turn it into a triple they don't yeah. know because they've never done it I think it changes the game so much, not just the injuries. I mean, like we talk about it in the handicapping process, a fast track. Mm. There's a real thing to that. Mm. 100%. Yep. That's why guys love playing in domes, in domes, because domes normally are, aren't grass. Domes normally are, are, are turf and they're quicker. So if you were sitting at halftime last night in six to six and you're sitting on an under 38 and a half ticket, I thought, under, I, thought I was good. I would have thought I was good. How did that game stay under 39 and a half last? I don't know. I don't, I didn't watch it. I, I, you watch any of it? I watched the first half. It said, I yeah. am done. Well, you were, oh, well, you didn't know. Oh, the second half was fun. First half yeah. was horrible. I didn't watch much of the first half. I, I turned watched. it on at with two minutes left in the first half. I saw the field goal make it six to six and go to halftime. Me too. And I was and like, then I watched I, am it. Done. I, I watched the second half after that. <laughs> yeah. I didn't watch any of it. I ended up going down to Circa and I met uh, Sheehan and some friends they, they, he, he had in town for dinner. Okay. So we did eight East. Saw, saw James, the valet guy. He's a big fan of the show every day. Now he's got his wife watching it. She don't oh, wow. bet, but she loves the banter back and forth between you and I. He's been betting. He said, uh, how did we not have Carolina this past weekend? Um, because he finally he picks Carolina every week in all fairness, but he was finally right. So the first thing he told me is, are you going to pick Carolina on the BVB this week? I don't know. 
James, wait for roll call Friday. Is it a broken clock type of thing? Just keep on. Eventually, you'll be right. Bet the Panthers enough. Eventually, you'll be right. Wait long Listen, enough. <laughs> I fell for it week one. I came back with them on week two, and I specifically said I'm not touching them in week three. This will be the week Fair. they cover. It was. How this game went over. I mean, the closing. I see it. 38 and a half. It landed 39. So depending on what you bet, you bet under 39 and a half, which was the prevailing number for most of the lead up. At the close, yeah, that's what it you closed. somehow cashed. Thirty-eight and a half was the low point before it was bought back up, and you cashed. <laughs> yeah, I uh, pro betters dream to bet both thirty-nine and a half and thirty-eight and a half. The game lands thirty-nine. Yeah, if they did that, they're just showing off. That's, that's, <laughs> I mean, that's good for them. If you got that cash, put that on Twitter. You'll get hundreds of thousands of impressions. That'd be pretty good. Pat on the back for all of you. Not a good result, though, for the book when it falls right on the number or around the number like that, because there's a definite number there that you got sided on. So I don't know how it happened. I don't, I, I, you know, got down there and I met those guys. I said, What was the final? 23 16? That was 23 16. They were like, Yeah, we had, uh, we had under 38 and a half. And I was like, Oh, sorry. Ouch. Yeah. So like if you teased it, like I told, I mean, my play was the plus seven on the Cowboys and then teasing it up to 44 and a half going under boy under or taking a a 43 and a half and taking under, depending on where you got the number and what, you know, what number you got. I got 45 and a half or 44 and a half. You teased 38 and a half up and took the under. You were pretty happy if you, you know, (laughs) because you were able to get there. That's one of the few times where I think actually teasing, the total actually worked out. Normally teasing the side is what I'm more interested in. The total is what actually kicked in and actually caused that to be a winner for everybody. So well, it was tease the totals. There's a lot of places that won't even let you try to tease the totals. You can tease the totals. You can do really good on teasing the totals. Really there's, good. It's interesting because there's a whole gambling Twitter argument about teasing totals, saying teasing totals in the NFL and college football is dumb. And I don't like there's arguments for everything. I know, but I, our friend just a messenger sent me a, a message when I, when I put up before the game, I said, you know, this is what we're on. This is what just the picks is on this plus yeah. seven and under 45 and a half. And she said, how do you feel about same game teasers? Cause whenever I talk about it, our audience tends to make fun of me. Yeah. And they all and, do. Well, I said, you know, 10, 23, I said, fuck them. And I said, <laughs> I said, you know, I go, if you like it, nice. if you, if you enjoy doing them, do them. Who cares what somebody else says, whether or not if you like it and I win more often than I lose doing teasers. So I do lose. And yes, I get the juice and it's harder to be profitable. I understand it, but I hit more than I win and more than I lose that. I like doing teasers and I don't care if someone tells me I'm a square or a moron or, or mathematically stupid. I don't care. I like doing it. <laughs> so I'll yeah. keep on doing it. So I said to her, like, if you like doing it, do it. <laughs> Who cares what anyone thinks? If you do it and you get one, joy out of it you like doing it live with the results positive or negative if you do it and you get positive results do it more if you find something that works for you yep do it because the the people that will come at you in this space now are people that do it their way Mm. and their way is the only way for some of these people, they can't see that, hey, this might work. Well, the math doesn't say that. Listen, 
the math guys are like, you know, the Oakland A's. It works until it doesn't. And then Billy Ball doesn't work. You know, Staley goes for it every time he's supposed to go for it for the Chargers. They're one and two. Mm-hmm. They're one and two. Like they made the playoffs yet under him. Mm-hmm. The guy may not have a job. Sean Payton may end up being the coach of the Chargers next year. Who knows? But it's the, the math. Yes, like casino games, you do it so long. You wear them out. You have a bankroll, an endless bankroll. You play it by the percentages. You do it. It works. Same thing with sports betting, but you have to have an endless bankroll, but it still has to win. Or Just the person like, that walks up to the up to the slot machine and puts a quarter in and pulls the pulls the lever and wins a million dollars and gets the jackpot just because it hit. That happens too. So it's like it was, it, you went all the way up to the edge, and then that one more spin, and the person behind it, little old lady, walks in. She puts her ticket in, and bam, she hits a million dollars. It was your machine. You didn't wait long enough. Are you mad if that happens? Or are you you Am happy for her? I'm happy for her. I'm distraught for myself. I don't get I don't get the whole idea that people get angry at other people who play slot machines. Like that was my machine. I'm I, my machine. What the hell are you talking Ooh. about? Your your machine. Ooh. I hate that. I hate that line. Those people get mad, man. Of course, because they sit in there for days. Oh, I mean, the slot zombies are, I mean, they're, they're, they're a legit thing in this town. Oh, there's a culture. Yeah. <laughs> they have codes. They have teams. They have, they watch everything. They know when a machine is likely to hit or. Yeah. Someone has dumped X. Oh, they they're they're all over the place. Like when you're in a casino every day, you learn the whole system. Just like like you ever work at a mall? Did you ever work at a at a store at a mall? No. Okay. So like like my mom did. Oh, I did. No, it's a lie. I did. I worked at a sunglasses hut in a mall. There you go. Yes, I did. I did work there. Yes. Okay. So you learn like which people may be with with other people, like relationships you see this the security guard walks at a certain time every day oh, oh yeah you yeah, start yeah. to that. see the they culture check in, they come in they check in the same time every day they come right and you start the time to their learn break was yeah uh-huh exactly so then in a casino it's it's you learn the security routes you learn who works what shifts what cocktail waitresses you know don't like each other you sit and watch mm. this whole culture well you watch these slot people work and, you know, the signals and the taps and the this and the that. And they wait, you know, somebody, there's a smoker. There's always a smoker in the group. They go and they blow smoke to get the person that may be playing the machine they think they want to play, to chase them away. Oh, wow. There's all watch, kind of. I didn't know calls. that. I'll watch oh. that now. Because the vape clouds are nasty. Terrible. Those things are terrible. Man, hate those things. Just like ragged smoke. It's yeah, not not a fan yeah. of that. That was in your body, man. I don't want that near me. Like, get that away from me. That's no, disgusting. Blow that stuff and try to get you out of there. And then they go jump on a machine and they Good take the machine. Yeah, I hate slot machines, so I won't ever really experience it. But I, I I just can't play them. I don't understand them at all. I never did. My mom liked to play them, and I would go and sit with her and be like, "What are we doing here?" It's just lose, 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 small win a little, lose, 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 l
these machines, the yeah. penny slots, which you should never play, ever. But like, as the denominations go down, the noise level goes up. <laughs> Walter Casino, ching ching, ping ping ping, and then Back you get a bonus thing yeah, right? spin, uh-huh. and it just goes like this buffalo thing. Oh, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, it gets louder and louder, louder, louder. I was walking through the sports book the other day. I'm like, what in the hell is that noise? And I looked at this machine. I don't know what it was doing. This woman looked like she had won a million dollars. She what, could have given a shit less. She didn't even look win? up. What'd she win? I don't even know what the denominations were. If they were pennies, she probably won like 40 bucks. If they were that's, dollars, yeah, it that's really, like, like wow, well, you won 4,000 credits. Yeah. Those are pennies. I think it's, I think that's 40 bucks. I think it was $40. It's like you won 40 bucks. Like you I didn't think so. Like you didn't win anything, any, any real significance. Sorry, just to, to burst your bubble a little bit. Like yeah. you put in a hundred. It's a, it's a, you're still down 60. <laughs> like you're, you're still, you're, you're still out. Um, here's, this is in reference to our post, our post show conversation, which one thing about this show that I, I've told my class actually this so much of what has happened in my radio career, some of the best content happens off the air in a oh, commercial in a commercial break. No doubt. We don't have commercial breaks. No. We just talk. So yes. some of our best content happens on live with you guys watching TV, YouTube, video, audio podcast. Hell, these people have provided us questions and comments to provide good, great Correct. content, which 100%. we love for right. the brigade and all you But the one thing that did happen yesterday post-show – is that Matt Farah called Daniel Jones a G? <laughs> he did. He, he said, I think Daniel Jones is great. And I just went, what? <laughs> so here's the question. Daniel Jones as a passer, eh, not so good. Daniel not Jones as a runner last night was the best weapon the Giants had. True. Should they run a college offense? No. Why not? He's going to get hurt. Not if he stays down, slides. Him and Saquon Barkley were the only two weapons they've got. Now they don't have Sterling Shepard anymore. Oh, now. Well, now with that, we're going mean, to change he, all this in a week. I'm 2-0 oh, betting unders on Jones yardage props. Yes, uh, stayed under 202. Got close. Got, I was lucky. Under 202 and a half. Got that last night because of the interception. Right. A touchdown on that drive killed me. It would have killed the entire night. It would have knocked out everything. So I was seeing that pick by Diggs was big. I was like, oh, thank you. But they don't have any weapons. I mean, no. they, they have one pass play over 25 yards this season. Three games. One. <laughs> but Daniel Jones running the football is a dangerous weapon. Mm. I mean, they're three and a half point favorites this week against the Bears. They ain't changing it this week, but can you do it? Can can you? Oh my goodness! Wow. I don't know. I would go run heavy, ride the defense, and just try to keep you know play keep away. Use Barkley for as long as you can. Use Jones for as long as you can. Old school college. Use use a Josh Allen offense in his rookie year in Buffalo. <laughs> P-roll the totals 39 already. Again, it's unbelievable, right? <laughs> That's right. It's the lowest total on the board. And I've still been under. I know. That's what I just said in my head. I'm like, what's the total got to be? I, I literally said in my head 37. 
because I always accentuate the low, low. Yeah. And just click refresh. It's 39. And you're right. I would still bet under. You and Brad Howe on eight in the box need to do this because you guys always talk about the highest total betting the under. Yeah. You should see, you should keep track of what the lowest, lowest total is total in the NFL. Is in the NFL. That's a and good does, idea. And does that cash every week as well? Because I bet that does. The lowest total of the week goes on under. The board. Goes under. How consistently does the lowest total in the NFL go under? I don't want to give SoCal no more jobs, but we can actually go back and check that on uh, on his numbers. That's a good. That's a good thing to, because for years it was always there was a saying in a book that bet the highest total of the week over, but the lowest mm-hmm. total of the week under in the NFL. So do it uh, that a guy that used to come in and do it every single week at the M. Um, and he was over fifty percent. He would he would cash more tickets than he would lose. Um, making the totals is getting really really tough in the NFL. It's really getting hard, I think, because but they. I mean, they nip, but not last night. No, you got you got to a they number. Nailed they nailed it. <laughs> they did, but I think, I think going forward, the numbers. The numbers aren't usually this tight, meaning close to falling this early in the season. Okay. If you've already got that, boy, oh boy, you're going to have some real tough times of it betting the totals. You can find the soft spots early. Been shading it to the under all along, and they're still going under. I think I think finding the totals, the key totals and stuff to to make plays on and feel comfortable betting, it's going to get harder and harder. 41-44, right? Key numbers with totals. If you can take a total and mm. tease it up and go under, I think right now that's mm. a smart move. You can cross 41, cross 44. Man. Get a 44 and a half, 45 and a half, somewhere in that range. 46 and a half, you can close. Totals 40. Get it over 41, get it over 44, take the under. I think more often than not, you're going to cash. Uh, moving moving that total at the moment. Roger Long says, just fire up the ball. Winners will come. Well, <laughs> <laughs> some guys do that, Rog. I don't Maybe. know. I mean, it's, I mean, I'm not going to, I'm not hating on that, but it's just, <laughs> don't know if that's the most wise way of approaching gambling. Right. But, but I mean, <laughs> some, sometimes throwing darts is not the most, Terrific way of doing that. Just what's going on? What's going on with the Chiefs game right now? Something must have just happened with Tampa. It's literally lighting up like a Christmas tree. Kansas the, City minus two. Something's up. No, Something's we know what's happening. up. We know what's up. The hurricane. So you bet the favorite because Tampa's a mess. Tampa's having to go to go to the Dolphins to work to take a workout in Miami. Oh. Have to leave Tampa. Are they going to play the game at Tampa? Um, yeah, because by Sunday it should be, but by, by Sunday, the game or it's, or it's yeah, it's Sunday night, Sunday night, right? Sunday yes, night game, Sunday night, yeah. yeah. By Sunday night, the, it, it'll be out of there, but they can't practice just disruption who may not be back. They may have known now that Mike Evans is not coming back or he is, or he's coming back. Godwin might not be there. Another injury might be coming out. It's a bad Tampa's in trouble. They're being bet against like they are. Yeah, Tampa's in trouble. This wow. week and going forward, Tampa's in trouble. Like they're just, they're a bet against for me. You know, I I don't think that that team right now, they're a little bit discombobulated. Brady's obviously not focused just on football. 
there's a lot of things going on. No Bruce Arians. I'm not a big Todd Bowles fan. Yeah. I mean, is this thing going to get to three by midweek? Kansas City minus three at Tampa? I may bet the Chiefs today. I you tell. better because it ain't going. It's, it's going to, that's the, the only two, way it's going. Two and a half. Every, everyone's at two right now. It okay. just literally went, all the one and a halves are gone. Bye bye. This is a good time to ask you this question because I've, I've been meaning to ask you this for a while. And yes. you made a comment a couple of days ago that I haven't followed up on. And I want to follow up, follow up on yes. it. You said you trust the first line move in the NFL. When? You said, I trust the first line move. You said, when, the, when it comes to NFL betting early in the week, you trust the first line move. I trust every line move by the guys that I know are moving. But you, right, but you, waited, you said you gave extra weight to the first move. True? On Friday, yes. On yes. Friday? For what game? Jacksonville. Any game, I mean. For like any game or just a certain game? No, just on – no, it's, it varies from – Day to day, like which day to line moves. Like a lot of these line moves are bullshit. Okay. Tuesday bullshit line moves. I don't like, you know, they got to move because sometimes the numbers are off. But that first move on Friday, I've seen, I mean, we had guys. So, so on Friday, so, so you trust the Friday line yeah. move. Well, okay. I don't even trust that half the time. There's no, there's no one policy procedure way to do this. It's okay. all. Some of it's head fake. Some of it's not, you know, you sometimes you get got, sometimes you get them, you know? Um, yeah, I don't, I don't, I trust when it was me moving the numbers or the guy sitting with me in a room, I could trust that line move. I know a lot of the guys in books here in Vegas moving the numbers. I trust those line moves on certain days. Other times, I, I give them shit. Like, why are you here? Oh, uh, well, you know, so-and-so, so-and-so. Oh, okay. You know, and then I'll, I got somebody back East that's, you know, they're not physically moving the number, but they're watching it being moved and they're telling me what's going on. And I'm like, oh, okay. I got two guys that are in books down South in Costa Rica. They tell me fairy tales and stories every day. I give them shit right back. You know, what do you mean that's moving? You know, we had a debate about the Patriot game mm -hmm. over the weekend. And I insisted that the Ravens was the side. Mm -hmm. He's like, you know who's betting it. I'm like, I know, but I think they're wrong. So I don't know if I trust anything. In this they would have been right if Mac Jones didn't throw two picks in the end zone. I mean, that, that, it's hard to handicap that. It's all the, the turnovers change everything. That's what keeps yep. football so interesting and so hard to predict. I said it yesterday. Got it from ESPN. 18 games have been decided by three points or less in three weeks of the NFL. It's the most ever in NFL history. Three games or less. Three points or less. 18 times in three weeks. There's a lot of, I mean... One Love call it. here, one turnover here, deciding one, game. One safety here. <laughs> one safety, step out of bounds, all this other shit. It's hard. What? Yeah, safety. So 11-10. 11-10. Yep, 11-10. 11-10. Score. Unbelievable. Ridiculous. Really. What were you going to ask me, though? So you well, No, just because I bet it today. So I bet the Raider game today because the, the, the Raider line move, I got it at two. A bunch of books were moving it to two and a half. I grabbed two before it moved. And now it's at two and a half. 
and it feels like it's going to go to three. Feels like three is going to be the number for the Raiders at home against the Broncos this weekend. Oh, for sure it is. There, there's oh. going to be a book at three. Yeah, if you lay two, you got a much better number than what you could. I mean, half the book's already there, two and yeah. a half. Right. And so I'm just curious. I'm just curious when, because I, I believe that line move is the right line move. I believe the Raiders will wind up being. Oh, the Raiders will be the side? Raiders will be three-point favorites. I mean, I think the books. Yeah, I mean, the wrong. Raiders was the move against Tennessee. Yeah. The first move, too, was pick, and it went to Raiders minus two. Yeah. And that and, was that should have been right. I mean, it was a road game. Raiders played her. They didn't play the first half the way they play, played the first half. But like, I mean, this is this is it. <laughs> like, this is it. It for the Raiders at home divisional game. zero and three. I mean, it goes south. It goes bad, bad if they lose to the Quick, Broncos. Huh? Oh, it's this is as much. Um, this is as big of a must win game as a first year head coach is going to have. Like, this is. Yeah, this will be my last time betting on the Raiders. If they, if they don't win and cover on Sunday, I'm done. That's it. I'm out. The Raiders go on the no bet list. See, and it's funny because there's people that have had them now, three weeks in a row, that will bet them now until they until they yeah. cover. Right, because you, you know, know who coming. they you know who they play after this, right? It's a guaranteed loss. They play Kansas City on yeah. Monday night. It's a guaranteed in loss. Kansas City. Yep. It's a guaranteed loss. It's a they're zero and five. It's a guaranteed cover for Casey. <laughs> oh, you can put that one. In, we'll put that one in the memory banks. What is that number? If they lose to the Broncos at home, that number is seven and a half. All right, I got my I got my packet for the year. Right okay, here. hold on. That's fine. It's Casey minus seven and a half. If the Raiders lose at home to the Broncos. Look ahead, I would say it's three and a half. Oh, no, it's games. higher than three and a half. Ooh, has to be. Can't you can't get Chiefs? Chiefs were minus four and a half against the the Colts on the road. Yeah, Colts are. I mean, Chiefs on the road versus Chiefs at home. I think the Raiders are a better team than the Colts. But the look ahead line was six and a half slash seven. All right, so then it's ten. No, it's not. They lose to the Broncos. It's 10. They're 0 and 4 going to Arrowhead. The Broncos suck. Broncos are awful. Nathaniel Hackett is lost. Oh my gosh. Russell Wilson is washed. <laughs> the Broncos are the biggest fraudulent 2 1 football team ever. They're not even as fraudulent as the Bears. The Bears the are, Bears are fraudulent, but I like Justin Fields. The Bears are more fraudulent than the Broncos. I know, but I like Justin Fields' upside. At least I know I haven't hit the I haven't hit the, the peak yet of Justin Fields. <laughs> you don't sound like you like Let's Ride. You don't like Let's oh Ride. Oh my gosh, so I can't stand Let's Ride. Wow. I think his team hates him. I think his teammates hate oh, him too. Man, oh man. Ten. We can't give away ten, P Roll. They'll be all over the Raiders. I think it's 10. If they, if they lose to the Broncos. Now, I, what I, if I, the Chiefs lose to Tampa? I just bet the Raiders minus two this morning. Okay. Mm. So I clearly believe the Raiders are going to win this game and cover. So that's not going to happen. If the Raiders beat the Broncos, I think six and a half is probably where the number will be. They'll be looking to get some money. You know, well, I don't know. Do, do they want dog money? Probably, right? So maybe they go seven and a half. Right. To get dog money to come in on the, knowing that the world's going to be on the Chiefs. 
Bengals just went to four. Oh, sure. By the way, for Thursday night, and it's four everywhere. So well, that's yeah, well, that's because of the weather, right? But why are they wearing those home against the Dolphins? Yeah, Dolphins have to leave though, right? Dolphins are leaving. I thought you said they're in Miami. Miami. No, that's Tampa is practicing in Miami. But I thought there was some, I thought Miami had to, was leaving early or something that they were going to travel. I don't know. The game's on Thursday. Yeah, That's, and two so, two is wow. two is status is a big question. I mean, I don't get the whole like why are they wearing those uniforms and why are they painting the field white? Like, what are they doing? What the Bengals? Yeah, Bengals you don't like the white striped uniforms. I think on they're the field. Spectacular. Right. What, no, what are they not. doing on the field? I didn't see it. Hold on. What end end zones are white. How do they make any out of bounds? Black. Okay. The end zones are white. The end zones are white, and the, and the out B, of bounds will be. And the black. B is white. The B at at the fifty yard line is white, and the team's wearing white. So we're going with uh, the white tiger, just yeah. like the mirage. The, the yeah. white tigers. Yeah, Siegfried and Royd. Enjoy oh. it. No, not a fan. No, no, not a fan. I can nope. see it. I think I, I saw the uniforms. I like the uniform. The Raiders wear road whites. That's the team that I like in white. That's it. I don't. Did you like the Giants last night in the all white with the blue helmet? That was pretty nice. That's old school Giants, though. We've seen that before. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, white, I all like white. That. Yeah, I like that for the Giants. They've worn it before. It's yeah. not really a, a, an alternative uniform for the Giants. That's been part of it. Like, that's when I was watching the Giants. That's what that was the uniform. Lawrence Taylor, that's the uniform. That's the that was the road uniform. Yes. So I, I like that uniform for the Giants. We've seen that before. Yeah. I don't like home alt jersey slash Bengals. <laughs> I don't know. I just I, it's not their colors. They're orange and black. That's what they are. On Thursday. They're white. On Thursday, they're wearing the, you know, waving the white flag. To waving the white flag. I don't like it. I just I I don't I think it sends the wrong message. Yeah. I'm not a fan. Oh, those whites are clean. Nah. No? Nah. Not for the Bengals. Not a fan. Uh-uh. In particular with the way they're playing. I know they plan it out months in advance, but the way they're playing right now, it's I would scrap this. I think they're gonna look good. Okay. I don't know how two is playing. That's, That's a whole nother story. That makes no it. sense, but I have no idea either. Uh speaking of playing, yes. how about Jerry Jones? rolling out this grenade into the middle of the room and saying, ah, who wants to fall on this story? <laughs> Cooper Rush could be the starting quarterback. <laughs> Should be. Jerry Jones is, is now saying, look, Cooper Rush is 3-0. Yeah. Guy wins is Dak Prescott going to get Wally pipped? <laughs> By Cooper Rush? By Cooper Rush. Wouldn't that be something? Because now Dak is trying to rush back this week <laughs> faster than he is supposed to play. Uh-huh. Try to get him in there as quickly as possible now because he thinks his job is in jeopardy because Cooper Rush is 3-0. They're home against Washington. The line's only three. Only three? Yeah. What does that seem? Odd. To me, huh? Because if Dak plays, maybe that's why. So it's less if maybe. than if Cooper plays. I'm not a Dak guy. I'm just not. 
I don't, I'm not a fan of Dak. You Prescott. believe this bullshit that Jared's spewing? You think oh, yeah. he thinks this for real? For real. Remember, they didn't want to extend Dak. They got kind of forced into it. Oh, man. Come on. You're serious? I'm serious. Dak? Yeah, I, I, I don't like, I'm not a Dak Prescott fan. You're just a Cooper haven't. guy? Cooper Rush? Maybe. I mean, he's been great and good enough, not great. He Thank plays you. the position well enough to hand the ball off to Pollard, hand the ball off. He's more conservative. They should hand the ball off to Pollard a lot more than they do. I would agree. But you he got two good backs. Part of the offense. Good offensive line. The defense, I mean, if you're playing the Cowboys and your offensive line is even a little bit suspect, Thinking. they're going to eat your quarterback for lunch. You know, for lunch and dinner. They crushed Daniel Jones last night. They are fast. They're aggressive off the edge. And it's not just Micah Parsons. It's not just Demarcus Lawrence. I mean, they have got legitimate pass rushers on that defense that create big problems. And then Diggs will go ahead and gamble all the time to try to create turnovers. Yeah. So they're really opportunistic. And so you have a defense that can get the ball back for you. Run the ball. Cooper Rush is perfectly content with running the football and doesn't need to prove anything. Oh man, this is too good. Like, so, um, I can't imagine having a boss that has a forum like the internet or the radio. newspapers or the he has radio, his own radio show in Dallas. That's what I'm saying. He has he, it all. He has. He can he, say he, whatever the fuck he wants. Yep. Okay. But he he nothing he does is unscripted. Correct. He knows what he's doing. He's, what is he, 80 years old? Got to be. I mean, what? so this is my question back to you then. What is the purpose of him saying this? To tell Dak, when you come back, you better play well. Or you better get your ass back this week. Right? This is the push. Hey, God, I don't want to come back. We got a guy. It's, it's pretty good. Just Did you see Dak in the post game at all? No. He didn't play, yet he was standing shirtless, flexing for the camera. It's weird. Really, it's really weird. Hey, <laughs> like Mike, McC Mike McCarthy's got the whole team circled around. Yeah. And Dak Prescott's got his shirt off. Like Maybe sitting. He was like, sweating. He was sweating at the game like, on the sideline. He didn't play. Like, what do you mean? Yeah, he was play. probably sweating. It was probably warm. Okay, there. Sure. It, it looked know. odd. It just looked very strange to me for a guy who didn't play. To, like, what are you taking your shirt off for, man? Like, you want the camera to look at you? Like, what the? Like, okay, so you're jacked. Great. Listen, I went over win. one summer to Three River Stadium every day to do post game. There was a reliever who will remain nameless right now who used to wait until I walked in. With I had most of the time during the shift that I worked, a female camera person. Okay. In the clubhouse. Uh -huh. You want to talk about an uncomfortable thing enough for a 19 and 20 year old kid? I'm with the only woman in the whole joint where they get dressed and come in and out. Was he free? He wait. Was, was he free? He would he would wait and see us come in. We'd wait on the side drop his towel and walk yep. across the clubhouse completely naked yep. to brush his teeth and come yep. back. 
Yep. And I was like, this guy's doing this on purpose. Yep. What is wrong with this guy? I'll never forget his name. I know who it is. It were made nameless right now. Everyone, I've said this for 20 years, and every time I say this, the print media wants to literally take my head off. But there is no reason for the media to be in a locker room. Ever. There is no Just reason. Just come outside and talk to us. Correct. There is absolutely no purpose to be in a male changing room. Guy, girl, media, female, male, media, I don't care. There is no need to be in there. And the guys do it all. I, I, I've seen it now. Let's see. Patriots, Texans, Chiefs. Um, what else? What locker rooms have I been in? It happens in every locker room I've ever been in. They think it's funny. They play a gag. They come out of the shower. Oh, I like remember how, like uh, in um, uh, what in uh, Jerry Maguire, he was like I air dry. Yeah, <laughs> I've seen guys pull that line. Yes, yes. walk out and just and, and just go. Just, what, what I I air dry. Right, yeah. and like literally look at the female reporter. Yeah, like oh, because you're going into their space. It's not appropriate. It's a print pr- media private will say, space. It's a I mean, pr- technically it's a private space. It's like somebody coming says, in your bathroom. I have to get that questions. quote. I, I exactly. I have to get that quote. I, I I don't get the same access otherwise. Yeah. How'd we all survive during COVID? Did the did the content drop off a fucking cliff during COVID? We couldn't even talk to the guys face to face. We still found we still found a way to cover the team. <laughs> there, there were still right. stories that were reported and. It's like a personal thing with the media that writes these stories. Like yeah. they want to be in there for whatever reason. It makes them feel Why? special. Because yeah. well, like I, I get I get access. I get I get to be inside. I go under the ropes. Nobody else can go in there but me. I don't I feel my longest I, I've been in numerous locker rooms in every professional sport, hockey, <laughs> all of them. And I'm like, what? Hockey locker rooms smell, man. Oof. Baseball locker rooms are the same way. Baseball guys are a little wonky too. They're a little off. Like you mentioned, yes. the guy that you know would do that consistently. Like I've seen that, and some of the like when the Red Sox played in Kansas City, Kauffman Stadium, the road locker room is tiny. At Fenway Park, the home locker room is tiny. Right. It's not big at all. Right. <laughs> it's small. Like you're in there, and you're like, it's impossible not to see the guys coming out of the shower. Like it's just they're they're going through their business to get changed. There's yeah. no privacy whatsoever. Nope. In any I, of them, even the nice new locker rooms, like yeah. the Penguin locker room in Pittsburgh now is amazing. I don't want to go in there while they're getting undressed. No. I don't need to go in there ever again. I used to go in all of them it's in awful. Pittsburgh and in a couple road places I went in. I don't need to ever go in there again. And I hope. Someday we're doing this show on some gigantic platform and all this stuff, and we can talk about this and go. Remember when we used to? Remember when we used to go in locker rooms? Why oh, in the oh, hell why? would we do that? I, I still say that now. Why are we going in locker rooms? And you'll have some fifty-year-old guy who's a beat writer and who will say, "I have to be able to build the relationship. If I don't, I don't get the same access. I don't get the same story." This really? part of it really? is true. You need well, you need to build the relationship, but you build a trust. The, the the 
listen, back in the day, there was that, but it was done in bars. It was done. Everybody on the road. Now it's traveling. Done on DMs. And stuff. Now everybody. Right. It's done on Twitter DMs, and Instagram DMs and tweet and then text messages. And like, That's no it. one, no one needs to be face to face anymore. And I don't need to be face to junk anymore. Like there's just no need junk. put that shit on a t-shirt <laughs> face the junk. I just, I, I don't need that. I don't need no face the junk. <laughs> like you're it's right. just, you're, you're, right. you're good enough. You can build the rapport in a million other ways. You slide into a guy's DM and just be like, Hey man, you know, can we hop on a phone call? Can, can, can we, can we set up a time to talk off offline? Can I zoom call you? Can I meet you for a drink or coffee or something? I don't know. Like it's all different ways. The access point used to be the stadium and the locker room. Now, don't worry about it now. The access point is wide open. Like there's a million ways of getting access. John Smith from, you know, Litchfield, Connecticut. Though, right? Isn't it hard? It's harder to do it now than face to face. I think face to face is harder now. When, well, I don't think it is, but I think it's weird. Think about it in this way. If you're meeting a guy to ask him questions, he's in a towel or standing in his junk. Don't you have kind of control? Like as the as the media now, if depending you tell on if them, male or female, depending on what you're interested in, what you're what you're like as a person. I mean, yeah, there's some level of the person's vulnerable in a way. Exactly. Yes. Okay, so Maybe. they're more vulnerable in that situation Maybe. now, or the or the female reporter is being made to feel incredibly awkward, or, which is which I've seen, and it's disgusting. Like it's so bad when you're around, and there's one. Like back in the day, in the early 90s when I was doing it, there was one, if you were lucky. And she was just trying to do her job. She, and was, they she wasn't on her. camera either. So she's a, she said she was, she was a camera person? Yes. Even the worse. that I was working directly yeah. with, but other times there was, you know. Because on one camera, record. at least you have some level of control and or power. Right. The guy is a complete jackass. Jackass. You can say something. You can, right. you can, you know, but as a, as a behind the scenes person, you're there to shoot video and get the hell out of there. You don't have any real power there that you were a powerless person in a locker room. Right. Million, it was very, it was, it was very uncomfortable. And, he, and back then there was just so few that you knew you know, everybody kind of just looked the other way or whatever. Like it was just, sucks. but I knew it. I wrote a paper about it in my senior year of college in an English class, communications class. I was like, the topic was why do media go in locker rooms? I love this. I didn't know this. This is great. Ninety three. This is great. We both. Uh, me too. That's well. Me ninety. It was freshman year in college when I started. So it was ninety six for me. Okay. But yeah, well, ninety three. And now I got to go try to find it in storage because it was <laughs> one of my best pieces of work because I did it for three summers, yep. and I was like, this is the most uncomfortable. Weird ass thing. Why are you all? They can't. They would sit outside and be like, "All right, open the media." And they would run oh, in there, hundred percent. They run in like that's that the, like, the, the fans don't see is that this is Dave's not lying, guys. The media will group around. It literally is like ready, set, go, and they open the doors, and the media then runs in to get prime position to scrum around whatever player had what story in the game. If a pick got thrown, if a guy fumbled the game away, if a guy made a game-saving tackle, whoever made the play that's going to be the lead story of the game, the media will then rush to that guy's locker. It's up to the PR people to determine whether or not the person's prepared. Sometimes they're just coming out of the shower. 
They're legitimately right. buck ass naked and they're walking out. And all of a sudden there's all these people who are gathered around and they have to walk through this, you know, with their ass hanging out, trying to get in front of cameras and then sit down and then get berated with questions being like, yeah, I was naked 10 seconds ago. Right. Now you're all sticking cameras in my face and I have to sit here and talk to you about what just happened. It's, it's, it, it's the weirdest. It was the weirdest thing. And I kept going. So what I used to do, which ended up turning out to be like a career vocation was when everybody went to one thing, I went somewhere else. I never went to the first story person. I would go to the secondary or third because there was nobody there. I could go ask three questions, get the sound bite that I needed, and you're go good. to the next person, ask three questions, and hopefully the mob left the quarterback and I ran over and said, hey, they probably just asked you this. Can I, can I ask you this question or two? Yeah, sure. Come on. Like they were dressed. Right. I was one-on-one or one-on-two. Boom, 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 and done. It's just awkward. And sometimes so, they can be jagoffs, though. Sometimes the guys oh, asking the same question twice, they can be jerks. They can be. And and a lot of times that resulted in me not getting the soundbite from the original right. one because they just answered that question. Where were you? Like I That's, insulted yeah. them by not coming yep. to them first. Yep. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I just needed to have you on camera saying shit. I don't. doesn't Care. matter to me. I'm <laughs> going to be okay. Thank I'm you for good. your time, sir. Right. I'll be here tomorrow. <laughs> So There's such a, it all it's back. so funny. There's such Jerry a funny. Jerry said this for a reason. Jerry yes. said this for a reason. To motivate Dak. To get him to play. Let's see if he plays. I like Cooper Rush. If I'm a Cowboy fan, I'm 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 riding Cooper Rush for a while. How much would a line move if if Dak is able to play? It's three and a half right now. Not much. Wow. It's actually three late 20 in places. Here we go. This is our first divide where you get a lot of three late 20s. Minus okay. three, minus 120 for the newbies. That means you have to lay extra juice if you take the minus three. You take the three points with the dog on Washington, you go even money. So you very rarely get point spread bets without laying juice on three. You'll see this happen. Other books like Chris at South Point will never go to juice on three. It just goes to three and a half. And he'll bounce it back and forth. I think if Dak is announced, they'll come with bets, just like they're betting on, the hurricane information. They'll bet the Dallas. Dak information. Yes. Okay. And it'll go to four and a half minimum. He's worth at least a point. Mm. I think, I mean, it's fun to look back at the move that came when it wasn't going to be Dak, right? Cincinnati mm. was a two-point dog. Dallas was minus two. Mm. Went to Cincinnati minus seven and a half. Seven. And Dallas. Seven and a half was the buy point. They let it move nine points. And Dallas won outright. (laughs) And Dallas won outright. So I I think you'll see it move then more than a point. It might move right to seven. Dallas minus seven. Wow. If Philly was minus six and a half at Washington, Dallas is definitely going to be minus seven at home against Washington. If it's Dak, if it's Dak, even what if Gallup doesn't play? (sighs) I mean, if Dak doesn't play, no, if Gallup doesn't play, if Dak is playing, but the weapons aren't there. Yeah. I think they'll bet the DAC information. It has to move. 
I don't know how much the other stuff will matter. Okay. We'll know. We'll know first before the reporters and everybody will. We'll definitely know first. See how the number goes with that. Trent Junk. (laughs) Trent Junk said the conversation just now. Why he has to change his name. Sorry, Trent. We didn't mean that. It's all right. (laughs) I mean, it's funny. Face to junk. Face to junk. (laughs) Um, So Mac Jones and the Patriots are having a very large disagreement here about course of treatment. This is being reported by the Patriot media as being the anti Tom Brady story because Tom Brady never talked about this shit ever in the media. Tom would never let this stuff out. Tom would never talk about it. But according to Mike Giardi of the NFL network, Mac Jones is seeking a second opinion on the high ankle sprain with a guy named Dr. Martin O'Malley. Martin O'Malley. He is a foot and foot and ankle specialist. Okay. He did uh, JC Jackson's ankle surgery. He also operated on Kevin Durant's Achilles in 2019. Nice. This injury by those who are being reported from the Mac Jones side of things are saying this is an injury that normally would require surgery to fix. Patriots are saying rest for three to four weeks and get back. Big disagreement with this. And this is how this is going to go. Not great. J.C. Jackson Patriots hasn't really say sit for three, four weeks and play. And what Mac is, wants surgery that would take him out six to eight weeks. Mac wants the surgery. According to people who his are close to Mac Jones, that's, that's better. They believe that the ankle surgery, it is according to those who are leaking the story to the media from Mac Jones's side of the camp here. They're claiming the injury is one of the worst high ankle sprains they've ever seen. It looked bad. Didn't it? It looked bad. I, His I reaction was really bad. Now, it people are like saying it, it hurt. But but the if you want to go conspiracy theory, yeah, tinfoil hat conspiracy theory is it, this is them protecting Mac because of the reaction he had. Who's protecting the PR people who are worried about Mac Jones's career PR wise. Oh, I mean, he acted like my daughter when my daughter skids her knee. It's hurt. Okay. But he also, I mean, okay. We've seen a lot of guys get hurt. We saw two guys get really badly hurt last night. They weren't doing that. Some people handle pain differently. Correct. So what do you do? You call it a severe injury. Never seen it so bad. This is so bad. Was just a high ankle sprain, he's or not hurt as much as he is? I think he is as hurt. I'm talking about you've seen the pictures. He's a meme. <laughs> I mean, he, him, him getting taken. As I said, it looked like he, it looks like he got shot. He's, he's being taken off. He's been taken off the field. He can't put any weight. He has this like <laughs> fifth grader, you know, sob crying face <gasps> on it. He does. I mean, it's, call a spade a spade. I mean, he's, he's my quarterback, but my quarterback doesn't look good. Now, the way you protect him is this was a severe, serious injury. That's why he was reacting the way he was reacting. The Patriots are like, rub some dirt on it, wait two weeks and get back (laughs) to practice. Oh, the rub the dirt line. Oh, we've all heard the rub the dirt line. My dad said it to me. I'll never forget. (laughs) I was seven years old, covering second base, and a kid slid right into my shin. Oh. We were losing 28 to three. It was a tournament game. (laughs) How the hell do you remember this? Twenty-eight. I wrote it all down. I wrote it. We were losing twenty-eight to three. There was no run rule back then. We had to stand out there in the sun and get killed. 
<laughs> we were playing the community over with all the rich kids and uh, they were killing us. And the kid slid into my leg and I didn't want to stand out the shortstop no more. And it hurt. And I came in and my dad said, what are you doing? I said, my leg hurts. My shit, my stirrup was ripped. The kid took me out. He goes, rub some dirt on it and get back out there. <laughs> I remember to this day, I was 44 years ago. I was pissed Same. off then. I'm getting pissed <laughs> off now. All right. But I put a cold compress on my head and stayed in the dugout the rest of the game. We lost 28 to three. It was the last inning. Um, but I never did it again. I never did it again. He told me on the car ride home, explained it to me why. Don't ever show him you're hurt. So Max showing the world that he was hurt. There might be something to that. All right. So that's why I think I buy that line that is the worst ankle sprain they've ever seen. That's a PR move to protect Mac Jones. However, it doesn't change the story that Mac Jones is going to be out for numerous weeks. It's just a matter of how long. Minimum four. Probably. I, I, I said yesterday, I think he's out six to eight weeks. I think he's, he's, he's gone for the majority of the season now. I mean, he's, he's so it's out. a bad injury then. It is a bad injury. I'm not saying he's not hurt. I'm just saying they're protecting his reaction. His reaction wasn't, I mean, this is, this is the men of men playing this sport. You're supposed to like break your arm in half and walk out and be like, Hey, my arm's busted. Like, look, my arm's hanging. Like you're supposed to be just this. Un, you're not supposed to be human playing the NFL. And Mac Jones had a very human moment. Both times, really. I mean, the, there's the whole meme of him when he's about to get hit and he was throwing and he does like the whole like, you know, that thing, you know, that meme. That's bad. <laughs> I mean, he's had some pretty bad moments. OK, he's had some cringy things on the field. We were like, oh, boy, he didn't get hit a lot in Alabama. He's not used. OK, to it. but he's he, he looks a little bit timid, like he looks, looks scared. Does he look looks scared? A little, looks a little. Yeah. I mean, he's a little. Uh huh. And so I'm just saying, like. This is where the team comes in and says, Hey, we need to know what you are. We need to evaluate you more. And like, can you play through injury? Can you play when you're hurt? I mean, Brady played hurt all the time. We never knew about it, but he played hurt all the time. Man, oh man, you sound like you're starting. Are you, is this what's going on in the Boston blogs? Are you reading stuff or Patriot Insider or some shit? Are you trying to get rid of Mac already before? Yesterday, no. you came on the show and said they're going to draft Bryce Young. Now you're talking about Mac not being able to play through pain. You sound like Jerry Jones putting the shit out on your own show. I'm just saying. Hit the subscribe button. This is pretty good. I'm just saying the Patriots have a chance to draft one of two quarterbacks at the top of the draft next year. CJ Stroud and Bryce Young are both of it are going to be available. Okay. And the Patriots were not looking to get Mac Jones. Mac Jones fell to them. Okay, there's a big difference when you want to go get a guy or a guy falls to you. If if the Niners had taken Mac Jones at three and Trey Lance got taken at five, Patriots would have taken somebody totally else at 11. They wouldn't have taken Mac Jones, but he was there. So they took him because he was the best player available and they had a definite need. And everybody was like, oh, my quarterback, if it wasn't him. Correct. We would. Who knows? I'm just saying that right now. Mac Jones has got to prove it to everyone that he is going to take the leap that Trevor Lawrence just took. And now he's hurt. So mm. it's going to delay that process. Cause we'll have, to, we'll have mm. to wait next year and see whether he takes the step next year. I'm just saying the Patriots season might 
go south in a hurry because look, I'm excited for Bailey Zappi. I wouldn't play Brian Hoyer. I'd play Zappi and I want to see what the kid can do. Let's go balls to the wall and throw the ball 40 times a game. Let's just have fun. Let's just go see what the kid can do. Set all types of records in college, throwing the football looked really good throwing the ball in the preseason. Wow. He's got weapons. He's going to have Myers back. Wow. It's got and I, I, I just think you just spread it out. Let's go up tempo, spread the damn thing out and let's see what Bailey Zappi can do. Cause the year you, you get nothing to lose. A sixth round or seventh round pick. One and the hell two. They're one and two. Why can't we do you're abandoning the season already? I mean, Who I gives them a better gonna... chance to win the game this week. They're playing Green Bay. They got Zappy. no shot. Zappy. 100 percent Go wide open. Hope that you score 28 points and your defense can hold Rodgers down. That actually listen, you say some crazy shit. That makes actually the most sense. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what I would do. Brian Hoyer is. That's not I mean, bad. We know what Brian Hoyer is. We don't really know what Bailey Zappi can do. Brian Hoyer is not going to Lambeau and winning the game. Right. <laughs> right. And I'm not saying Bailey Zappi is. I'm, I'm just not saying, saying he is either, but I think I you've got to, throw, you, you yeah. have a higher ceiling with Bailey yep. Zappi at Lambeau Field than you do Brian Hoyer. No. Yep. I 100%. And I think you have a chance to maybe throw a curveball at the Packers that they're not ready for. And you just uh, four uh. wide, tight ends. Let's go. We're chucking it. We're just going to throw the ball around the field and we're going to see what happens because it's not cold there yet. It's not going to be snow. So let's just play a wide open style of offense. We know what this kid can do throwing the ball. Can he make the right read? Let's see. But I want Bailey Zappi starting this week for the Patriots and I want to see what the kid can do. Wow. Let Brian sit there and do what he always does and be the, you know, breaking case of glass guy. You know, break glass in case of emergency guy <laughs> and let Bailey Zappy go. <laughs> Does anyone even know what we're talking about? That's the fire extinguishers. It used to be. They don't know what, yeah, they know what I'm talking about. Of course I don't do. see those anywhere anymore. <laughs> I don't know. They're they don't exist. School. I don't know. All the fire the extinguishers axe, like kids in places now. The fire of course. The axe. <laughs> I used to walk by those at elementary school going, and how bad does it have to be if I have to break the glass to get that? Like when who's going to break the think, glass? Like, do I have to break the glass? I used to why, so they, why do we need an ax? I used to go like, how bad does it, how bad does it have to be? Where I need an ax. What do I need an ax for? Like my school is cement. Like My school is all cement. I'm like, what am I using an ax for? It's it's a cement building. Like, how am I doing this? Yeah, it's not the same thing. I swear. Yeah. And those <laughs> used to be right like, by every hallway. There was one yep. in every hallway in the, in the buildings. It was fire code. You had to emergency yeah. break glass. And it was the accident <laughs> thing. And they were like, Oh, Oh no. <laughs> I don't know. Absolutely. So if it's zappy, I'll be excited. All right. So baseball, no home run for judge yesterday, a walk off for Toronto. He's pressing. He's pressing. pitching to him. They're also not pitching to him. They're setting him up pretty good. They're like, yeah, we're not pitching to him. And then they start him off with a hard slider or something on the plate. He's swinging and missing. And then it's the only strike he's seeing. Yeah. But he's trying to hit it. I thought that was a good move, like getting away from Yankee Stadium yesterday. He was clueless, man. He was missing pitches. I watched every one. I thought that was going to be the one. It wasn't the one. It was not. It's in his head. I think he's. He's, I mean, it's hard, right? I mean, he knows every at bat is going on national TV. 
Like that doesn't happen for baseball. Like every time he's at the plate, everyone's expecting it to happen. Right. That's hard. That's a lot of, it's a lot of pressure at the plate to hit a home run. Yeah. I mean, he bet. Here's the thing. Could you imagine if he doesn't do it? Oh, he goes into the playoffs with oh, 60 10 games. Like he doesn't, and he doesn't, he do hasn't homered in six. So, so 16 straight games, 16 straight games on the cusp of the record. And he doesn't get it. And all the pressure he goes into the postseason and that spotlights directly on him saying, why didn't you do it? Why didn't you do it? it? He got to do it. He can't. I, I don't want to see it. I don't want it to be. Did the, did, did pools get, people. did the Dodgers give Pujols the record? No, what are you talking about? They they threw him two meatballs. He crushed that first one. That didn't look like a meatball that was, you know, on purpose. The second one was right down and <laughs> at 700. And that next at bat was perfect. So does somebody owe it to him when that when it's game 161? Oh. Does somebody just get up there and say, All right, guy, we're out of it. Here's three fastballs. Do what you want with it. Man, I would you do it if you were the pitcher? Would you no. do it? No. Who would? I don't want to be the guy on the mound. I don't want, no I don't want shit. The, I don't want the trivia question. <laughs> I don't want the answer to the trivia saying. question. Like every guy's competitive going, I don't want to be that guy. So you need a blowout and you need a position player pitching. Now that happens. That's going to be like the, who, who got the sack record? Um, Strahan. All oh, right, individual sack record. When guy he, fell down. Went, <laughs> he went over to Favre and said, "You ready? Yeah. All right, we'll yeah. fall down together." Yep. <laughs> it was like playing London Bridge is falling down with your kids. All right, you ready? London Bridge is falling. The boom. Everybody yep. falls together. You're like, come on. I don't want to see that. I don't want to see, you know, a shortstop backup shortstop that's called up in September, stringing it, you know, tossing a fifty-two. Up there for judge. Then you actually want to be the trivia question answer. Hell yeah. Right. If you're the if you're a triple A shortstop, let's go, baby. You want to be you're going to be completely anonymous for your entire baseball career, unless you're the guy that gave up 62 to Aaron Judge. I tell Judge, I'm on the mound. I'm throwing my fastball, which ain't fast. Are you ready? Boom. Yeah, and then he hits it to the track. Hour. <laughs> Goodbye. Yeah, and then he hits it to the track and it gets caught. And you're well, joking with him, like, really? You ain't gonna hit it out. You got warning track power now. I'm gonna groove another one, but you ain't gonna see him again, most likely. Right. No, it would be a one-time thing. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Hopefully, that ends up happening. All right. So here's a question. We're sitting here on the 27th of September. Yes, sir. Every divisional race is done, except one. That's. Yeah, is that bad for baseball? Do you think it's bad for? Uh, I'll I'll answer first. I don't think it's bad for baseball at all. It's great if there's three divisions, or I think it's something stinks. to be decided. I think it stinks. You mean there aren't games? What's the last two weeks of the NFL? Half the time, a lot of shit games. It's already there's shit always decided. a pretty. It's always there's always multitude. There's always multiple games that are important. Always. There's still games that are important. The Mets and the Braves are trying to decide that's their it. lives right now. Mets, Braves, Phillies. That's the it. The Phillies and Brewers and Padres are vying for position. I know that's that doesn't matter. They're in. <laughs> position doesn't matter. Who cares about position? It's are you in or are you, are you out? You in or out? Yeah. In or out matters. Yes. Phillies versus the Brewers. 
in or out. That matters. The Padres are only a half a game ahead of them both. It's the, it goes Padres, a half a game ahead of the – oh, now a game and a half maybe ahead yes. of the Phillies. And then the Phillies a game and a half a game ahead and a half. of Milwaukee. Phillies yeah. are the, the Padres are three games up on the Brewers, and they're a game and a half up on the Phillies. Right, Phillies are That's Phillies cool. are a game and a half ahead of the Brewers. Yeah, I mean the, the Padres are a three game losing streak from being out of the playoffs. Eh, eh, I'm telling you, you get ten games to, to make up three ga- three games in ten days is really you can get in ten games without head to heads. It's almost That's really hard to do. That's it's not tough. easy to but make it up. Padres can lose nine out of the last ten games and be done. You think it's going to happen? I didn't go through the schedule. Come on. Yet. That's no. not going to happen. Padres are um, losing nine, nine out of 10. I don't think it's bad for baseball. And they're playing the Dodgers, by the way. Who? Padres. Right. Who just I mean, keep winning. Okay. They play the, 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 the Dodgers, then the White Sox, and then the Giants. They're not losing nine of 10. Dodgers, White Sox, Giants. They have nine games left, by the way. Oh, they're down to nine. Yeah. Yeah. They're not losing eight of nine. Other oh, hats. The White Sox, Giants, and Dodgers. No, not happening. Uh, what? I don't think it's bad for baseball. I think I'm bummed up. I think it. it's Always. great when it's oh, it's it's awesome. Do you remember the last game of the season? The last when all those positions yeah. were that's great. one of we the best that. days yes. of baseball ever. You want scoreboard watching. You want you don't want this to be, you know, let's talk about it during the once we get to the playoffs. Like I want the uh, the central race. I want, you know, the NL East race. I, I I want the American League West race. I want these races to be fun coming down the stretch. They're all decided except for one. Like way decided except for one. Yeah. It's a bummer. It's like, man, that's too bad. I just right. I, I like I like it when the last two weeks of the year matter significantly. Well, matter. I think all baseball fans do and baseball itself does, but I mean, the leads right now are seven and a half, 10, 17, one, six and a half and 21. <laughs> None of the leads matter are, except the one. That's correct. It. So the question is Phillies or Brewers who is not making the playoffs Brewers. Really? Mm-hmm. Phillies making the playoffs is somewhat of a little bit of a dark horse stunner. Is it not given where they were? In the middle of the summer? It's a bigger stunner if the Brewers don't make it. Fair. They were picked to win a division pretty much exclusively. Right. They were the odds-on favorite. Season wins over. A lot of bad losses for the Brewers. Bullpen losses. and Yes. Um, who do Brewers games left? Pirates. Brewers. Are playing their schedule is the following uh 81, 82, and 71. The Cardinals right. is the opponent now. Yeah. Cardinals, uh, they end the year with a two-game stretch here with the Cardinals, a four-gamer at home against Miami, and a three-gamer at home against Arizona. They're gonna miss the playoffs, huh? Wow. A seven-game homestand. Seven-game homestand against two caca teams. Crap teams, yep. What do the Phillies have left? So the Phillies record at 83 and 69, they're picking on the Cubs, which is a good opponent for them to have. Uh, They play the Cubs for three at Washington for four. And then the Astros on the road for three to end the year. They have a wow. They end the year on a nine game, game 10 game road trip. 
Oh, the series before is on the road too. Starting today, starting today, it's a ten-game so road trip. They're not at home again. That's they it. They lost the last two games against Atlanta on Saturday right. and Sunday, right. and they're not and at home it. anymore. That's it. That was their last game at home. They have a wow. Well, I might change the answer to the question. <laughs> I think that might be. I might have just sealed the deal right there. The Brewers play seven Shoot. games at home. Phillies are on the road, and boy, that's interesting. The Phillies, man, damn, son. on the road, damn, son. Yeah, ten games on the road starting today for the Phillies, who are thirty-six and thirty-five on the road this year. They're five hundred. So they go five and five. The Brewers are 42 and 30 at home. Brewers go six and one at home. The Brewers are going to the playoffs. It's going to come down. It might come down to the last day. And that's good. That's that's what it should be. I want to, I want a playoff spot to come back down to the last two outs, one game, one inning, Flipping back and forth, watching both games, seeing right. what's going on. I love right. that. That's what I want. I'm, I feel robbed. I don't have more of that. I'll take one. And the NL East is not decided either. Yeah, but it's like, I mean, the original question was, is it bad for baseball? I mean, look at the division races in NBA. I mean, they're never, it's never exciting. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter in the NBA if you win the but division. It does if you want home court. Home court doesn't matter in the opening round to the NBA playoffs. It doesn't matter. There's went on the road. Bad football the last two weeks of the season are a disaster for, for watching. Well, right now, 16, 17, 18, we're learning. Weeks, oh, week 18 is bad. So week 18 bad. last year was bad. Oh, was really terrible. Bad. And then, I mean, hockey, a lot of it's decided. The matchups are set. The last two weeks don't mean anything. Yeah. Literally, there's a lot of bad, bad hockey games. So I think it's just a natural progression of things. I think the fact that only one division. It's unfortunate, but I don't think it's bad for baseball. Uh, Today we have Anderson against Snell. Dodgers. I love Tuesdays because you have to still look at baseball at least for a week. For a day. Under seven and a half. (laughs) You feel like the under in this game? It's a Snell game. Um, First glance is... Yes, under. I okay. seven and a half. Don't lose by a hook. It's brutal. <laughs> it's right. Rough. This is That's next one's one. even worse. What? How about Kluber against Bieber? Under six and a half for Kluber and Bieber. <sighs> Can you Cleveland bet clinched? Yep. Did you see Francona? Man, that was I, awesome. I told you we talked to you yesterday. I know. I just I saw it again today. F in the White Sox was so much fun. It was really good. It was really good. Um, I think I like this one under. Wow. I do. Six, under six and a half. Yes. This is a playoff game. Is it though? They're both. I mean, Cleveland's in the playoffs. Is, is it a playoff game though? I mean, they're both in, but is it a playoff game? <laughs> I don't think Tampa gets more than three runs. Okay. So, so what does Cleveland get? Is that where you lose? Four three? Three two. Three two or four two. I think you're good. Under sheets. Uh, 
Uh, two quick college football that we haven't asked the book to get into before we like go sports grid. So hurricane, uh, what happened to our it, YouTube feed is frozen. Uh Oh, I don't know. Let's see what's going on with that. Are we still live on Twitter? I don't know. Let me the see. video's frozen. Chat's still rolling. Um, we're still live on Twitter. So if you guys are listening and you can hear it, head on over to Twitter if you're watching because Twitter's still live. Um, yeah, we're still live on Twitter. Okay. Um, Hurricane Ian's impact. Ian, Ian. As a bookmaker, what do you do when natural disasters are flying around like this? It's the worst. It's the worst. You don't know. You don't want to take it down and miss bets, but you don't want to leave it up and get beat to the information and leave up bad numbers. How much do you adjust it? How bad is it? I mean, I got a lot of, we know a lot of people down in Florida, both of us. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. People that live there will probably call and they'll say, yeah, it might rain like a little, you know, like they always seem like they down cat three. Yeah. It's a cat three though. It doesn't matter where it hits. Right. Exactly. We don't know. Yeah. So, I mean, in the book, I, I don't think you can make a lot of adjustments as someone who would be looking to bet it like bet games. Are you looking at it? Because I know in a book, a lot of times they're betting this information now, trying to be ahead of it with the totals. Right. I'm just looking at totals. I'm looking Under. at what games are looking, what games are going to be in the path of this thing and what games are going to be impacted significantly. What games could have travel problems? What game could, what games could have, you know, teams traveling early to get ahead of the storm. It impacts things for me. Absolutely. It also causes me to play, to stay away from games. Right. I just say, forget it. I'm not going near that game because of the weather. I have no clue what's going to happen. You get a low scoring game, high flying offense, can't move the football, can't throw the ball. Yes. The wind is significant. And as a bookmaker, I couldn't imagine like, you know, you get some of these really fast moving up-tempo teams and they can't do anything. Can't throw. Correct. It's so. it's it's one of those things where you look at it. It's a lot of trial and error. I just let I me mean, just tell you the truth. It's a lot of trial and error. There's guys that would maybe value it more than others. You may move something more than you normally would. You may move to something less because you know that they're going to bet it the other way. Right. Again, there's no one way to just you know say you do it this way. I think right. we just have to kind of. Do Massage it, it. See what works. Yeah. Uh, one quick line for this weekend. It's Friday night that I just have to get your take on. You see the UNLV line? Yes. 14 and a half. I know. I just did wager talk before. And Teddy and Prez asked me, what do, what, what do you like on Friday night? I said, guys, there's six teams in the country, I think. It might be eight. Somebody can correct me if I'm wrong. Six teams in the whole country that are 4-0 ATS in college. UNLV is one of them. UNLV is one. Yep. Who in the hell is going to bet New Mexico p Ralt? Me, if this number keeps going up. <laughs> like What's you your buy? 17? 17. You go all the way up to 17. If it stays here, 
I may just buy the half a point and lay the 14 and just lay UNLV minus 14. But you want to go? This, this number is dumb. I would go, yeah. I mean, it's simple to go. There's like 5,000 people there. I was going to say, I think Friday night might work best. I can get a, uh, a, a, a professor rate on the ticket since okay. I work there. <laughs> so I think, I think that may work. They're, they're desperate for people to come to these games, right? Yes. Now. Desperate. Yes. I'm going to put it to the house tonight. All right. Cause I've Let's, never been to Allegiant. Oh, you need, it'd be a great time to go because you can just walk around and check it out while the game's going on and it's it empty. Do, so it's we good. can do whatever we want. Yeah. yeah. We'll you have, check it out. we'll have access super to all nice. the food and all the, whatever yeah. we want. I That's the one thing about the new stadiums. Night. There is like literally a concession stand every 10 feet. There's no lines. I can't believe. I mean, think about you went to the old Boston Garden. Oh, yeah. I mean, I went to the old urinal places where it was stacked up guy on guy. Oh, shoulder. Real bad, real bad, real nasty stuff. Like real grimy. Yeah. The old buildings were were trash. Fenway is still that way. I mean, Fenway is still very much person to person. But Fenway didn't feel as. it's the word I'm looking for. I like crunchy. Like, I don't know. Like, just gross, grimy. Eh, maybe a little. Yeah. Lazy, greasy. But these new buildings are spectacular. And Allegiant spectacular. I mean, Allegiant is. Yeah. It is not, It is unbelievably nice. It is really, really nice. It's a cool place to go to a game. Seats it's are comfortable. F- Sight lines are awesome. Four awesome. Half. I don't think it's going much higher, P. Rolls. <laughs> It might. I mean, again, they're only they're four and zero. Oh. Betters are making hand over fist on these guys right now. Totals forty three. It ain't going higher. You ain't gonna give these bad guys ammunition. No way. No way. Ammo on a Friday night New Mexico UNLV game. They're Ooh, listen. They're assassins. They'll come and get you any way they can get you. They're just it doesn't matter what the team names are. Right. It's a number. It's just a number and it's a move and it's this and it's that. That's 43 is the total. Under. <laughs> well, under? On a 14 half point line. How many so, points is New Mexico going to? I don't know. UNLV's defense stinks. Dear God. Why is Their it offense totally is good. Defense stinks. 43? All you, need is really, all, all, all you really need is, is 17 points in New Mexico. Get 17 points, you go over. Yes. 30 to 17 could be the final score. Can we get 17? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. We'll talk New about that stinks. later in the week. They're, they're really bad. <laughs> they're, they're, they're Hawaii bad, and, and they just beat Hawaii. Yeah, I don't know about that. They beat Hawaii badly, right? That number was three. I think they beat, I think they beat Hawaii pretty easily. Um, and, New Mexico won by double digits. Yeah, right. The, For didn't real? they kill? I'm pretty sure they killed. What is New Mexico that? killed Hawaii? Uh, New Mexico. Oh no, they lost 38 nothing to 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 LSU. That was New Mexico State played. Oh, Hawaii. here we go. Yeah, long team. Sorry, State versus New Mexico. LSU 38 nothing was a foul score. They they're two and two on the year though. They beat Maine 41 nothing and they beat UTEP 27 10. Boise 31 14 the loss and 38 nothing to LSU. Oh. 
I mean, but they're bad. I mean, they're, I mean, UNLV team total might be the best play of the night. <laughs> that might be the right. Might, actually, that, that might be. <laughs> that might be the best. That might the best be play. the best play for that mess. Yeah, just bet you, you bet team total view and I'll be over. Uh, okay, ask the book. We haven't done one of these in a while. Oh, nice. This, this comes from John. I have no clue how to say John's last name. It is long and it is Greek. So I apologize for not being able to say your last name properly. Paraguldiakis, as I'm guessing in some way. Oh, but he, he has a question. While everyone is getting over their week three hangovers, I do have to mention something else that's emerged in the betting markets. NHL preseason totals right we are three 16 and two to the over are the books just way off or is this is something to to follow here in the remainder of the preseason in the nhl nfl unders in the preseason were obviously a thing um books putting up nhl lines for ahl talent yeah. Yeah. 16, three and two to the under. <laughs> I mean, that sets off bells and whistles to me. I'm just yeah. 12. Ga- I think there's 12 <laughs> games today. Yep. Do you blindly just bet them under all? Someone you, better on the just, channel you better figure this shit out. If you're the book, I can't be. Somebody asked me today on the, on the, on the discord channel, just said, yeah. Matt blindly bet every under today. Yes or no? I don't know. I'll ask Dave. <laughs> Three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven games today. Every game is five and a half, except for yep. two six. Yep. And every game has been three two, basically. Five is the ceiling. Well, you know what? You know what there is no of what. There's no empty net goals. Well, they didn't. The Knights just play a, a 14 leg shootout last night. There's nobody pulling a goalie. Right. If they're not pulling a goalie, yes, you should definitely bet every game under. Yes. You're getting juice. You're getting plus juice. The totals are five and a half over minus 20. Five and a half flat over minus 20, over minus a quarter, six under quarter. So you got to lay the juice there. Five and a half. Oh, there's an under minus money. It's wow. And even the six in Detroit and Pittsburgh is you get under even money. So you're getting, yes, you're getting, <laughs> might have to go load up the account a little bit and try this experiment myself. Just see I what happens. Preseason hockey. Man, Marenzi and Cam were all over this yesterday. I didn't even look. I show up to do the show and they're like, you know, what do you like tonight? I said, just the under. They're like, you don't. They had a grocery list of props. Prop bets like, in the preseason? Wow. No, 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 no. Grocery list of props on a football game. Oh, I, yeah. Okay. Okay. We start with the football game. And then they said, you know, there's five games in the NHL. I was like, there's, wait. I saw the games on Sunday. I didn't look. Why would I look to talk about those on a show? They couldn't wait to do it. Crack it for everything. Nobody travels now. It's the other thing. They're playing 
preseason NHL games like they're playing preseason baseball games, spring training games. The away team doesn't even send the starters. Edmonton went to Seattle last night. Connor McDavid, Dreisaitl, they all stayed home. They didn't even go. If you bet eight preseason unders tonight at Circus Sports, yes, a $10 bet will return $2,095. All unders. Eight. You pick, you pick eight, eight unders. Out of, the, out of the 11. Wow. Can you eight, imagine? You eight out of the 11 at Circus Sports right now, a $10 bet will return $2,095. <laughs> I mean, I mean, 16, three and two would lead you to believe that you could go eight and three to the under. Just got to pick the right eight games to go under. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's eight leg circle will only allow you to do eight. Some other books might let you do all 11, but circle only lets you do eight round Robin, all 11 games by eights only do for, I mean, at $10 to win 2000, you could do it for 10 cents to win 200. Say you go nine and two. So you a parlay bet of eight, eight parlays, eight round the robin, teams. Round robin, all 11 games. So oh, was it by eights? Just do eight because Circa will only let you do eight teams. Eight parlays of the seven teams is an $80 bet at Circa. I mean, you could do it round robin by eights with 11 teams. I'll figure it out after. This 80 buck bet brings back $8,557. Wouldn't that be something? Wouldn't that be something? John said he did it. John just said he just he's watching. He just sent a message. He says, I did a round robin. He said he did it with six teams. He did a round robin with six of them. How many bets is that? Uh, It would be 36 bets, right? I Six type times. it in. I type it in a parlay calculator. I don't. I try to figure out. I mean, I figure out the you know combinations manually. I don't. It take me too long right now to do it. Well, let me know because I'll put it. I'll put it in the Discord channel because they're, they're, they're going to be asking. <laughs> this is catnip to the audience. <laughs> All right, I'll go on after the show. I'll, I'll go in the Discord channel myself. They, I know how they to will do be it. in. They will be in love. Capital L with this round robin by eights all eleven games under. God, I mean, if you go eight, no, you hit one, so you're good. But if, or if you go eight and three, if you go nine and two, you hit two combinations, two 18 parlays. What are you playing for? Five bucks? You play for 50 cents. Okay. I'll figure out the number of combinations I'll tell you in the Discord after the show. Okay. That could be a fun bet. <laughs> that could be fun. I mean, might be an 80, 90 buck bet that could turn back nine, ten thousand dollars <laughs> for you. Oh, if you swept the board, if you had one of those nights, one of those dream nights and went eleven and oh, it's over. <laughs> We're going to swim with the dolphins. That's <laughs> I tell the keep on going. keep on keep on dying here, unfortunately, but you know, that's a whole different story for doing day. Sports Grid, we're back tomorrow, guys. Appreciate you being here after the Pat McAfee Show, 11 p.m. Pacific time for you guys. I think we're off YouTube, but Twitter, live, and the audio don't move. More to come here on BVB. Okay. Um, we'll watch that. That's a wild thing. Appreciate that, John. Good job with that. Yeah, um, that 
Let's go to the props.com story of the day. Um, we swapped this out. Oh, no, actually, you know what? No, we'll do that. Sorry, I skipped too much. The Omaha Steaks searing hot take of the day. You guys have gone, I mean, a big way to Omaha Steaks. We appreciate it. All of a sudden, buy the meat is now a calling card. I'm getting that sent to me daily from people who go buy the meat <laughs> from Dave. <laughs> OmahaSteaks.com, 50% off sale going on right now. You guys get 30 bucks off at checkout with the promo code BVB. So the math is 300 bucks. In half, 150 at checkout, 30 bucks off, 120 bucks, $300 worth of food for 120 bucks. OmahaStakes.com, promo code BVB at checkout. Okay. Kyrie Irving yesterday, media day for the Brooklyn Nets, had the balls to say this I gave up four years and a hundred something million dollars deciding to be unvaccinated. And that was the decision. Now, there is a little nugget of truth, much like what Kyrie says oftentimes. There is some truth to what he says, but it's not nearly what he is saying as being a reality because the general manager went out afterwards having a conversation about this decision to not extend Kyrie Irving and not give him the contract that he would have gotten the extension that would have been a pretty large one. The new contract this offseason did not come out. So he exercised the $36.5 million, which means he's getting $36.5 million to play basketball. Mind you. Okay. This is a lot of money to play a single year. This is not the full truth. However, because oh. as what Marks said, Sean Marks, the GM, he said, so two summers ago, that was a pre-citywide, statewide mandate that went into effect. So once the vaccine mandates came in and we knew how that would affect Irving playing home games and so forth, that's when contract, talk, start, contract talks stalled. So it didn't get to a point where we said, here's the deal. Now we're taking it back. That never happened. So COVID got in the way, but the team didn't pull the extension because Kyrie Irving decided to get or not take a shot. They pulled it back because Kevin Durant wanted out <laughs> and Kevin Durant didn't want to be there. And the head coach didn't want to be there or, mm. he, or Durant didn't want the head coach anymore. Mm. This is my problem with Kyrie. He just decides to make all sorts of things about himself. When in reality, there's a lot more things at stake than this. <laughs> are you in or are you out on the nets this season? I'm out. I've been I'm out. 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 Way out. <laughs> I don't want to see it. I'm good with whatever they're doing. I think I think it's going to just get jacked up again. When Harden was there, I was like, yeah, bring him in. This will just be it's great for content. Oh yeah. I blows up. I love all of this for content, okay? <laughs> I love it. I have a Nets hat. I'm considering getting a Nets uni just so oh, I can God. wear so people can throw it at me. What jersey? The old school Nets is so cool. The old the, school Nets. Yeah. With the red, white, and blue. With the, oh, it's so nice. Interesting. I like it. Mm, not a fan. I'm not a fan of Kyrie. I'm not a fan of the Nets. I'm not a fan of this comment. It's all a bunch of bullshit. It all is. All of it. It is. Irving. Everything he says, all he talks, everything he opens his mouth, every time he speaks, it's bullshit. Every Do you time. think there's any way that he can, like, I think that's the prevailing feeling 
not just from Boston people, from everybody. I think they mm-hmm. think Kyrie is full of shit. Yes. Is there any way for him to repair that? No. I don't think there is. He doesn't want to be. He'd have to go and become a different person. If they go win the W, if they go win the world championship, if they go nope. win the NBA championship, nope. people are still going to be like, it ain't because of you, Kyrie. It's because of KD. Well, he's an unbelievable basketball player. There's no he debate is. in the dude's he is, but it's unbelievable. But, but the other stuff gets in the way way too much. Completely overshadows it. And he did not leave a hundred something million dollars on the table by not getting vaccinated, trying to clum. He's trying to be some type of like martyr for people who didn't want to get vaccinated. Like this is not the case at all. The team had a really bad couple of years in a really bad off season. And frankly, at $36.5 million, they're happy to watch you walk out the door. They got to pay you for one more year and then goodbye. You're not our problem anymore. Get the bye bye, son. We're done with you. Get lost, and then we'll deal with Kai with Kevin Durant as to how we deal with Kevin Durant, and can we you know make things right for him for the next three years because he's locked down for the next three years after you're done. But we didn't give you this extension because of a variety a variety of problems. Yes, not just because you decided not to be vaccinated, which is what you're trying to claim that you're some like you know here I am taking a, a moral stand against whatever. Look, I'll, I'll sacrifice a hundred plus million dollars. Makes for a great headline, not reality. But that's what Kyrie is. He's always a great headline always. in reality. It's bullshit. All of it. Right. Bullshit. Um, quickly on the props.com story of the day. Massachusetts, our guy, Steve Ruddick, really good story today. Read the whole thing. But I am convinced, Dave, after reading this story, <laughs> that Massachusetts is not getting sports betting until mid-2023. Maybe. <laughs> right. Right. The goal, you heard it here first. The goal for you, the state, all the people up there should be next football season. Agreed. Next football season kickoff. You better figure this shit out now. Don't rush it. After reading it again, the way Ruddick wrote it, I read it and I said, I'm the first person. In Massachusetts, if I'm there now, to stand up and say, all right, stop. We're not doing anything. All right? We're not opening January 1st. We're not opening for March Madness. Push this all back. Figure this out. Our open date is August 1st, 2023. That's it. That's It's a self-inflicted wound because this idea of opening up business um, for 30 books Terrible. And then taking away the licenses Can't. for 15 of them <laughs> when they've been taking future bets and other things. And only, by the way, you don't operate here anymore. So, oh, I don't owe the bet or anything. I don't own that. That ticket's not valid. They took away my license. Oh, sorry. So the gambler's SOL. It's bad for the business. It's bad for the book. It's bad for everybody. And the lawsuits to follow are going to be insane. It's so now. This is all done to themselves. Now they got to go back and go, wait, wait, wait. This isn't working. This is a bad idea. Redo it all again. Start all over again. Right. Recycle it all. And I read, I was like, oh, okay. So July, is that the goal? Like just have it up by July 1st? Because you're not getting it done anytime soon. No. What's the, it's Maryland, right? Where they've been legal. But have years. 
Done about the books. two years. Yep. Yeah. I don't think Massachusetts wants to be lumped in that. They don't just because, and because of the, I mean, Maryland just now has that new MGM casino that opened up in Maryland, but they haven't had really major properties in their states the way that Mass has right now. DraftKings being based in Massachusetts, you know, Encore being right in 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 yeah. across the river, yeah, in Saugus or not Saugus in um wherever Everett, uh, and then MGM in Springfield. You've got three big players all in that state saying, "Guys, let's let's go! Like, come on now, let's pick it up." Yeah. So, <laughs> but nope. They are a mess. Read the article on props.com. It's a really good piece by Steve Ruddick. If you did a good Vegas, job with that, it was, it, it, I read it and immediately was like, oh, I'm so glad. Like, I thought of me being in West Virginia and trying to open a book and having to deal with this and what they're going through. They want to take the bets. It's not because they don't want to take the bets, it's a legal, logistical nightmare the way it's written now. Can't open. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, okay, so let's do the props.com story. Uh, the prop, sorry, props.com prop out of the day. Baseball for you. Did this hit yesterday? Yes. Pollard flew. Well, he didn't hit. Uh, did he hit? Yeah, no receptions. He hit my, I bet receiving and rushing combined. The okay. prop bet was the prop bet was, was receiving, receiving, right? Yeah, and so that missed, right? It was steamed to twenty three and a half. He ran for one hundred and five yards, zero catches, didn't catch a ball, right? Didn't catch a ball. So my prop hit, but the but the props dot com prop of the day did not hit yesterday, right? Uh, today we're going back to a K prop. Phillies Zach Wheeler over five and a half Ks. Best line is plus one sixteen. Everyone's at four and a half because five is the number. Minus one seventy five, minus one eighty five on this. If you want to bet over four and a half, six or more in seven of eight games against a team with a losing record, six or more in four of the last five when his team is the favorite, six, eight, eight, six, and three. Facing the Cubs once this year, back in July, had six Ks against teams with losing records. Wheeler has pitched six or more innings in seven of nine starts. The Cubs have a pretty high K rate against right-handed pitcher, actually the highest K rate against right-handed pitchers. Uh, over the last week, 30% of the time in 180 at-bats. They struck out 15 times against the Pirates on Sunday. I do like Wheeler over five and a half Ks plus money. Mm. Is he on a pitch count or no? No, six innings. I think you're getting six out of them today. It's a hard one, but price makes it appealing. I, I would lean, I would lean over, but I don't like it like a lot. You, I like the plus money on it. Yeah, I think it's worth. I think it's worth a bet today. Yeah. I like it. I like it over. Cubs have nothing to play for. I just don't know how many innings he pitches. This is the scary part. I think that you know five. One, but if you get if he goes five is the number, six, right? he'll get it. Five's a number. If I, if he goes six innings, he's likely to get five or six Ks. If he goes yeah. into the seventh, I think we're good. If he goes four and two thirds, I think we're toast. I would agree with that. Yeah, he has to go five innings. That's got to complete five. 
Yeah, have multiple I would agree. shots out. Uh, time for better to book it. Couple of quick NFL future bets. You know these already, so this shouldn't be too much of a surprise to All you. Right. But I'm guessing you're booking both of them because they are longer shots. Lamar Jackson to win the MVP at plus seven hundred. It's a good bet. It's a big game against the Bills. If he if he beats the Bills this week, that number is going to crash. If he beats the Bills this week, that number is going to. I don't know. Crash is a different. I mean, I don't know how we define that, but it's going to go to the favorite. He's the fourth option right now. He'd be the number one option. He'd be above Josh. Favorite. He'd be the favorite. If he beats the bills this week, he moves to the favorite. Damn son. I mean, they're at home against Buffalo. Yep. He's facing Josh Allen. He's facing the odds on favorite right now to win the MVP. Right. Wow. So I wanted it before you could wait till afterwards. People just like the Philadelphia conversation last yesterday, when it came to the Jags, we'll talk about that in a second. You could wait till after the Philadelphia game, they lose to the Phillies, sorry, lose to the Eagles. It drops down. You get a better price, but if they beat the Eagles, the number is going to change. If Lamar Jackson, you want to wait till after Lamar Jackson loses to the bills. Okay. This number will probably rise. You can wait, but I want, I, if he beats them, which he could, do you like Baltimore this weekend? I do. All right. That's good. Like to bet. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll book it. But right. No, yeah. you know what? I think he's gonna win it. I, let's bet it. Let's say bet it. Let's say I mean, bet it was plus it. two thousand preseason. I missed out. Right. I I just don't want to miss. I anymore. think he finishes in the top three. He's on a he's on an fu mission. Everybody, I love that. He's betting on himself. I love that. Um. I don't think they'll vote for him, but I think he's going to be top three. I don't. I, I they think they might vote for him. I, they might. The media tends. The media tends to like the FU tour. True. They like that. Eh, stick it to sometimes. the team. Yeah, they like that. Stick it to the team. They like it. Uh, and then the Jaguars to win the South at plus two twenty five. I would wait on this one. Okay. I would wait if they beat the Eagles. Then what? Numbers, numbers going to be. It's, it's going to be pick them. If they went go win this game, I mean they're six, six and a half. They were seven point favorites to the, to the Chargers. Six and a half painted across the world. Yeah, I don't they, like the fact that they are the on the road back to back weeks. That's definitely hard. The second game on the road is hard. Yeah, but the Eagles might start believing in their own press clippings, which is a very Philadelphia Eagle thing to do. Very possible. <laughs> Very possible. I'm going to book it because I don't think they'll beat the Eagles, but they can and they might. I like the Jags plus six and a half a lot this week. I'm on the Jags train wearing the hat. Let's go. I'm adopting. I, I'm looking to adopt a team because my team stinks. I'm adopting the Jag, Jags, a team I'm adopting. Got to get, I got to find a classic. Who, who would be a classic Jacksonville shirt be? Tony Maselli. I'm going to get an offensive tackles jersey. He is the only Hall of Famer they got. <laughs> That's it. Jags don't have another Hall of Famer. Mark Brunel. Shaking a is, Mark Brunel. Is Brunel a Hall of Famer? He's a Hall of Famer, right? No, I don't yeah. think. Yeah. Well, Maselli so is. Get, um, Keenan McCardle. Was Keenan McCardle on the yeah, Jags? Good, good. He was a good Jag. Yeah. Have anybody on defense noteworthy? For the Jacksonville Jaguars, I don't think so. I don't think so, right? Like, I'm trying to think. They were in the AFC Championship. 
back in the day. With Baselli. Yeah. And Brunel. Brunel, yeah. Fred Taylor. Who's there? Fred Taylor Fred was Taylor. running. Fred Taylor. There's a Fred. I was like, who's Taylor? Fred Taylor. 32. Go get that. Man. I'm going to do some, I'm gonna have to do some hunting for that. <laughs> Favorite thing about today is what? A um, couple things. Stop for gas last night. Was wearing the Brave stuff that I wore on MLB Network yesterday. And she said, oh, the Braves. You're a Braves fan, huh? And I said, no. I do a show. I wear the stuff. And she goes, really? I used to watch baseball with my dad. I love baseball. I'm like, where are you from? She said, damn it. I can't remember the name. I just froze. Town 15 minutes from you in Andover. She's a Red what? Sox fan. She's she's from a town that's 15 minutes away from Andover. What is it called? I can't remember the name. <laughs> I literally froze up right now. Wakefield? Redding? It wasn't ready. No. 15 minutes for me. Box uh Boxford. Um 15 minutes away from me. Closer That's interesting. To Rhode Island? No. Closer from to Island. No. No. Closer to New Hampshire State. Up. Yes. New closer Hampshire? To, yes. So Ashbury. What's what's just over the border? Nashua. Might have been Nashua, New Hampshire. Nashua, New Hampshire? That's where I lived. That's where I worked. It might have been Nashua. Nashua, yeah. It's Lowell. There's Lowell, and then there's Nashua. Those are the two on either side that are split between. I can't us. remember. Anyhow, we started talking, and she's like, she starts talking about being a Red Sox fan and all this stuff, and used to be, you know. And I was like, oh, well, the show I do every day is called Bostonian <laughs> versus the Book. You should watch it. Yeah, I wrote it down for her, and hopefully <laughs> nice. she's watching. And I believe her name was Kathy. I apologize, Hi, Kathy. Kathy, if that's wrong, but. Um, then I go to dinner last night and I meet Sheehan, who's still in town. Mm. Sheehan's having a good time right now. He's living it good, up. but he's enjoying the, the perks of Vegas. And we went to dinner at eight East and, um, we did the, what me, you, Dawson and Jules did the last time. Yep. Did you We're, order? Did you, did you take over again? No, because we had one vegetarian, we had oh. one allergies to shrimp. We had, so everything was like, all right, wait, you can't have this, you can't have this, you can't have this. You know what? Order what you want, but just make sure we share it. Couldn't order any shrimp dish and had to make sure that the vegetarian didn't get the meat too close to him because he kind of gets still like, I don't need the meat in front of me. Okay. You want to buy the meat here on the show? He definitely <laughs> did not want to buy the meat, but... We started talking about the whole space and the content, this and that. I was sharing clips, and I think we got a couple new listeners to the show. So those two little stories, as well as my stop to see James yesterday, who when I got out of the car said, oh, my God, a big part of my day before I come to work is listening to you and Matt go back and forth. <laughs> I love the show. He said, I'm going to tell everyone I know about it. So. Oh, thank you. He has been pushing it. He even said, I'm going to talk to Derek today. And I'm going to just tell him, why are you guys not doing the show from his hotel? And I said, we did the show a couple, about about a month ago from upstairs. He goes, yeah, but you should be here every day. He's like, you talk to everybody. You guys do interviews. He said, I can't. I spit out my coffee when Pharrell was on. 
Of course. How could you not? (laughs) He said, I didn't know that was coming. Nobody. Well, if you didn't know that was coming, you got it. (laughs) He said, he 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 goes back and watches the clip every once in a while still. And I'm like, you really edited or unedited? Because I'll be honest, the edited version that Farrah put out might be more funny than the unedited version because the beeps are hysterical. It's hysterical. The yes. beep, 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 beep. Like that actually makes yeah. it more funny. <laughs> it's just a constant barrage. It was of, amazing. Of, oh, that's, that's good. It was amazing. That's, so yeah, that's, that's that's, that's, those are my best things about today. Uh, my favorite thing about today is I, so I go to class every Monday and Wednesday, right? Yeah. And so you never know the impact you make on these kids. You have no idea. Like huh. you, 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 you don't really don't understand. Know. At all. Nothing. And no. yesterday, and I'm not saying this, this might come off a little area, but I'm not saying this because I'm bragging about what I've done for these kids. It just, it was really special to me. I had four kids come back yesterday, two before and two or two before one during and one after that all heard where my, that they'd not seen me yet for the semester being on campus, but they all came in with essentially like their resumes as to like what they were doing. Yep. And they wanted to tell me what they were doing. Yep. And they're like, hey, I wanted to tell you I got X, Y, and Z. Or, hey, I wanted to say that I've done this and this. Hey, I listened to you. And, I, and what we talked about at the end of last semester, I went and did it. And I went and, and, and I went and tried it. And I, w- I wanted to tell you that like I did this because you told me that I should go this way or that way or try this or try that. And it was like I just walked out of campus like on a different level, like – I don't know. It was like the most, one of the more fulfilling days I have had Mm -hmm. as, as an adult to go like, I'm seeing kids. I've been, this is my third year doing this and I'm seeing kids who are now either graduating or going and doing their own thing. They're hosting, they're working for the Raiders or they're working for the aces or they're doing stuff for the local, you know, station here, TV stations that are here or whatever. And it's just, it's nice to see kids who take a class, learn from you, and then really want to come back and tell you, hey, this is what I'm doing. Hey, I wanted, I wanted to tell you, hey, thank you for what we talked about because I wouldn't have done it without whatever, either you pushing me or showing me this mm-hmm. or explaining this was possible or telling me to go after it. Because I mean, a lot of what I do to the kids is I try to teach them about passion and I teach them about wanting to do maybe something that they would always love to do, but someone told them it's not practical. like. Can you really get paid doing that? Can you really do that? Is that a good use of your degree? Is that you went to college to become whatever? And like, I tell them I'm the, I'm the living and breathing example. Like I can tell you right now, you can do it. Now you're going to live in really weird places and you're going to have to go and sacrifice a lot. Do you want it? Yes or no. And that will answer the question. If you don't care about living in the places that I've lived, you can go on the, on the ride. Like the media ride can be a lot of fun when you're young. You see a lot of cool places, do a lot of cool things, but you also might live in a place that your parents go, where are you moving to? Oh yeah. Yeah. And then you get to a place when you're older and you look back and you're like, I couldn't believe I lived in Alabama, but I'm, I'm framing a picture of Huntsville and hanging it on my wall. Like people are going to walk into my house and go, what's that? I'm Huntsville, Alabama. Why is there a picture of Huntsville, Alabama on your house? Because I spent five years there and I learned my radio career there. It, yeah. it, it, it developed who I was. So my favorite thing about today is that to tell them like to do it, then to have them do it, not knowing how it's going to turn out or um, 
not did they listen? the path traveled. Did they listen? Like, and did they, they actually still, did, did they go in the brain? Did they go in their ears? And they're like, ah, fuck you. You're my teacher. I don't care. Or did they actually like listen to you? And did you actually have a moment where they said, huh, maybe I could do that. P. Rolf, that's a metaphor for life, right? <laughs> we got kids. Yeah. We yeah. don't know if they're listening. There's people listening to the show. Joe C., right? Joe C. Myers, right? I want to shout this guy out. He put a picture of him on Twitter yesterday that, you know, said, I'm just listening on the night shift. It's making my day. Like these little things <laughs> yeah. like that. They're listening. Mm. People are watching. Mm. And you don't know. As a professor now, you're seeing it. But as a parent, mm. we've all been there. We were all kids to mm. our own parents. And our parents were wondering the same thing, right? Yeah. Are fucking kids listening. <laughs> I don't know. Right. You're probably, the more we do this show, the more I say, you probably drove your parents nuts. Oh, I, my whole family nuts. <laughs> I told you the story. I was the kid at Thanksgiving arguing with my uncles. I would tell my uncles they were full of shit. I would go, you're wrong. <gasps> and they'd go, They'd go, no. And I'd go, no, you're wrong. And I would go back and forth. And my uncles would be like, because they'd be a typical sports fan without any real right. knowledge or any real right. stats. They'd spew off emotional bullshit and I'd, I'd correct them and they'd get really pissed off. Yeah. I mean, I was an annoying fuck. There's no forget, debate in that. Forget about <laughs> just like that sports arguments, like the stuff that you did oh. your senior year where you just disappeared. You didn't go to class and all these other things. Nope. Like you were a model of, is he listening? And oh, somehow, hell yeah. Well, I was the model of, did we fuck up and this kid's not going to do anything this, in his life? Uh, right. Every, everyone right. was really worried about like, yeah, Matt's kind of a fuck up. Is he going to be able to do anything? Is he going to wind up like really bad? Which yeah. I think makes you dangerous. <laughs> yes. But at the same time, you have the benefit of being the teacher now. 100%. You can tell them with that knowledge. Like, that's why when we talk about Alabama, it's so much fun because you fucking lived there. There's a lot of people to talk about what it's like in the SEC. They didn't fucking live there, you know? So that's why, that's why these conversations are so real. And the same thing, it's, it's, it's gratifying, isn't it? To get, oh. like, you know, it's, it's, you, you literally go, this is why I'm doing this. It's I not a kid, for the paycheck. It ain't enough. It's not yeah, for the aggravation I, part no, of it. It's for nothing. that. It was a kid who was an older guy. He, he was the oldest kid in the class. He was 29 years old last semester. And he wanted to be a boxing reporter. And he'd been doing some stuff on the side and whatnot. But like I didn't know where he would go. And he sends me his stuff all the time now. And he's doing more and more stuff with boxing blogs. I didn't see him for a little while. He came into class. He's like, hey, I just wanted to come in and say thanks. He just like quickly gave me his resume. I was like, hey, I'm teaching right now. But like, send me what you're doing. Keep in touch. It's just nice that you meet these kids and they want to stay in touch with you. And they want to like show you what they're doing and it's just cool i mean it's just like i i had teachers like that in college but i never had anyone i stayed in contact with after college right. and i got yeah. telling these kids like i want you to stay in touch with me like show me let me know if i can help you there's a door i can open for you if like it's the one difference in what i tell the kids is like a lot of times professors are older and they're out i'm not i'm in it i'm actually right. still doing right. this every day right Right. So my Rolodex is fresh. It's not, right. well, I used to know somebody at NBC. Yes. No, I know somebody at NBC. <laughs> like I, I, yes. I know somebody right now. I can put yes. you in contact with them right now and help you open a door that maybe I make it just a little bit easier for you. Maybe you would have already gotten there anyway, but I just made it one step 
easier for you. And that's all I'm trying to do with, with the kids. And they got to want sure, it though. That's all you can do. That's good. But they got to want it, right? I mean, they got to. The, the, the oh, you can't want it for them. They have right. to want it. They have to enjoy the no. I just saw a, a tremendous Steve Harvey video that talked about an acorn becoming a tree. You know what helps right. make an acorn a tree is getting dirt on it. And you got to love getting the dirt on you. You got to love it. Not like it. You got to love it. You got to mm. want it. And embrace it because you can leave an acorn untouched out in the sun here. It'll get cooked and burnt and dry out in a month. You got to bury it. You got to water it. You got to step on it. You got to put dirt on it. I'll send you the video. It'll give you goosebumps when you watch it because you're like, yeah, the haters are coming. It's dirt. Keep it coming. Keep it coming. The only thing Madeline ever takes away from me is that you learn more from losing than winning. And you have to experience losing to ever appreciate winning. It's a hard lesson. We learn it through sports all the time. I mean, I've been coaching these kids. We won two tournaments. We played in 200 of them. Like, you learn how to fucking play and get better by losing way more. And then the wins. It's awesome. You know why those guys on baseball, when they clinch, they do all the celebrations? You know how hard it is to win in anything? And for some of them, it's the first time they've ever won anything. Right. Right. And won anything. I mean, there's numerous players that don't, I mean, there's sometimes you don't win anything, you know, Batman line. Why do we fall to learn to pick ourselves back up? Well, there's a lot of guys who have fallen down a lot in pro sports who have never experienced the mountaintop. And then when you get there, hell yeah, celebrate that shit. Go crazy. Enjoy it. It's an accomplishment of all the work that you did. You put in, you finally got there. 100%. 100%. Yeah. I mean, yeah. You, you have to, I'm such a big believer in that you learn from your losses, but you have to celebrate your victories. You have to acknowledge them and celebrate them and appreciate them because you don't know when the next one's coming. You have no idea when the next right. big hit's going to be. So you, you don't, you have to appreciate that. All right, guys, we're back tomorrow for BVB. Subscribe to the podcast. If you would, that helps us like everything, like the videos, watch it on YouTube, subscribe on YouTube audio podcasts, wherever you get those as well. He is Dave. I am Matt back tomorrow for a Wednesdays BBB.